it going, Yamitators? Episode 48, Abed Gaith. Uh, this was this was a really cool one. He um, he's a writer. He's actually the inspiration um, for the character Abed on Community. Uh, some of you may have known that. Some of you haven't. So now you know. Um, but we we got into it, man. We uh, we went just over three hours. It was a really, really fun one. We talked a lot of movies. We talked a lot about um, uh, TV shows and board games. And like we, we went all over the map. Uh, you guys, uh, I hope you guys like this one because I had a, we had a, we had a fun time. But um, let's see. We, um, yeah, just check it out. Facebook.com/slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Um, comment, question, review, rate on iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you're listening to this on. Uh, Our Apartment Comedy Show, I'll keep mentioning it and I'll keep uh, talking about it. Just keep you guys up to date on that. And my Twitter is at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. And the show's Twitter is at Yamatat. So uh, yam it up with me and Abed. Same. This is the one I used to use. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is, uh, it's new. I've uh, had it for like a week and a half. Uh-huh. Now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good mic. Picks up uh, everything. Like, you can just have, like, one and have, like, three people. Yeah. Is it on bi-directional? Yeah. Um, so, what's the deal? Tell me about this podcast. Um, yeah, so... Just sit around and talk, yeah. and like I have a couple questions that I'll pepper in throughout, and yeah. then uh, sounds yeah. good. And then it's over whenever it feels like it's over. Okay. Yeah. There's and a, generally, like, how long is the podcast? Uh, there's, I have an episode that's like forty-five minutes long, and then there's one episode that's three hours and fifteen minutes long. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all depends on. How it goes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, when I had a podcast, they were uh, we we just did them like a half an hour, and we would stop <laughs> always, like no matter what, even if we're going in a good like vibe, we just always had to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was fun, you know. Um, and then uh, we got carried away with the guests, and you know, <laughs> like I had I had three episodes with Penn Ward. Oh. Like on, the, on every episode. Because, <laughs> like, we didn't want to stop, and so we just broke it up into three parts. Yeah. And then um, he thinks that he ruined it. What? Because mm. <laughs> we stopped doing it, and he's like, did I did I kill your podcast? And I was like, <laughs> I was like no, but I didn't want to tell him that he was hard to hear, and I had to go into Final oh. Cut and turn him up all the way, <laughs> and then make sure that everything else was level, but he had to be really loud, because he just kind of was like... And then we had, and I'm just like, I can't hear him. Like, fuck. Why didn't he, why didn't I say speak up? You know, because like, I wasn't like, we don't monitor like when they're talking, like how it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's got, it's got like a headphone jack so you can have it yeah. on, but. Right. Um, yeah. I have one pair of headphones that that would work with. And then the other pair, it has the mic. It's yeah. cause it's a gaming set. Yeah. And then, uh, but you have to like hold it down to hear the levels. Right. So you'd have to hold it down the whole time. Right, right, right. Um, is it is it too forward of me if I ask? Can I have like something with alcohol? Is that is that all right? 
I actually don't have any. Oh, you don't have any? Yeah. Like, that's all your friends? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to sometimes loosen up, yeah, but yeah. it's all good. Because I, I was going to bring some, but then I didn't know if it would be, like, unprofessional. No, no, it's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. There's okay. a liquor store on the corner. Like, we could, like, we could, uh... We could just walk? We could pause it, walk down, and then if you, if you need to, if you want to. Mm. It's like... I'm trying to think if, if... I feel like sometimes I'm more lively... Uh, it just sounds like I'm an alcoholic, but, <laughs> but I would just get like one of those little shots yeah. and then just put it in like a Coke or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's walking distance. Yeah. We did, uh, we did that for one of the episodes. She was like, uh, I want to, want to get a drink. And I was like, all right. Well, do you want to, do you want to do that first or should we do that? Like start and then, like you said, pause and come back. We can pause it now. Like it's been recording. Oh, it has been. Yeah. Oh, geez, I didn't even know you were recording. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Wow, dead air right now. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's cool. go. Yeah. I was recording. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really care if if you know like Penn Ward hears what I record. I mean, you know, he knows. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And you didn't say anything bad or. No. No. He's a wonderful guy. He's a really cool guy. Very friendly. Um. Easy to talk to, and, like, whenever I see him, we talk about Star Trek. Nice. He's, like, a Trekkie like me. Um, for those that don't know, he created Adventure Time. Yeah. You, you probably know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but, uh, I mean, I, I should say we went and got, <laughs> so I could have a drink, and now I feel like the horrible alcoholic that's, like, a bad influence on, like, the young kid. Even though you're you're only five years younger than me, it's like I feel like I'm being like, like a bad influence by like having to go to the liquor store. Uh, no, it's oh, fine. We should say that that asshole at the liquor store charged us like ten cents for the bag. Yep. And I don't understand that. That's like strange. I don't understand the ten cents for the bag either. Mm-hmm. When I first moved up moved up to LA, um, I went to that food for less on the corner because it's just right over there, and I yeah. and I was like. Uh, or she goes, do you need any bags? And yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. And she goes, okay, it's going to be 10 cents a bag. And I was like, what? That's new. That's new. <laughs> they just did that because apparently bags cause all kinds of pollution. You know, Whatever. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? I guess you can't, Whatever. you can't really, I mean, I, I know that plastic bags, like they're hard to dispose of. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And they just like <laughs> fucking will last like 30,000 years. But I mean, like it's, it hasn't really been that big of a problem yeah. until recently. I don't understand. I mean, I guess I sound like an asshole now because I should care about the environment, but I really don't know the whole... De- Is that a poker table? Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I used it... We used to use it all the time at <coughs> we had board game nights um, at my last place. So I moved up from San Diego County. Yeah. And uh, those guys, we, we all had a game night. Every week, I used to go. I used to be in a game club, and I used to play all the time. Nice. And I noticed you got a little selection here. Yeah, Battlestar, Arkham Horror, Firefly. Uh, Resistance is awesome. Yeah, I played that. I like that game. Um, <laughs> I, I learned it from that game club. I should still go, but you. The, the the tough thing is like I was a new member, and I'd show up, and they would have like fifteen or twenty games. Mm-hmm. No, actually more, and then it would be like, let's play Stone Age. 
And then everyone would vote for it, and I was like, I never played this. Ah, uh, okay. So, so on every game we played, it seemed like every member... was learning, but they knew. Or... They already knew, and it's like, I felt like a handicap. They had to, like, play slower just so I could catch up. Yeah. But um, the cool thing is, like, from pl- from playing a couple times, like, I bought some of the games. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dominion's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you played that. Yeah. yeah. There's another um, game called Couriers mm-hmm. that's kind of like Dominion, but you roll dice instead. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Catan? Uh, I still haven't played it. Oh, that's amazing. That's <laughs> that's kind of like uh, I I like Risk, but for some reason Catan feels more like easier to understand mm-hmm. and more fun because for some reason in Risk, I don't know why I'm just bored that it's our world. You know, <laughs> maybe if it was like yeah. Space Station Seven and, and like Galaxy uh, Th- Th- uh, Bar or something, that would be more interesting. But because it's just Europe and and uh, Australia, boring. Ur- Tusk. Yeah, Urk Tusk. I mean, <laughs> how much fun can you have in Urk Tusk? Really, no, you can't have any fun. You just limited amount. No, I mean, what you buy like a saber hat and you just walk around because <laughs> it it's really cold. Dude, people from Urk Tusk are gonna like hate you now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's I, it's I, fake, right? That's that one's fake. Is it I, fake? I think so. That's I, the one where, where every time we played Risk, I was yeah. like, I don't think that's real. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sounds fake. It's funny because I don't want to say if it's fake or not because like I feel like like I'll get I'll, I'll ask someone later and they'll look at me like I'm an idiot, <laughs> which that happens sometimes. <laughs> like when I was younger, I didn't think quicksand was real. No. Well, I just thought like that seems like the craziest shit. It's like <laughs> sand that pulls you underground. Like where, I've never seen it like that. And then my cousin's like. Oh, what are you, crazy? Quicksand is real. I think we were playing Mario Brothers, and I'm like, oh. it's a good thing quicksand isn't real. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Quicksand's real. And I'm like, have you ever been in quicksand? Uh-oh. Oh. Better answer that. No, it was an alarm. Oh, really? Did I move your car? <laughs> mm. Nope. You have a theremin. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I uh, The contest for Rick and Morty to win like the um, Council of Ricks badge. Oh, did you win? No, 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 but, uh... Is it the solid gold one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and I was gonna write a, um, a song for it. Like a theme song? Something, like, yeah. yeah. Well, if they have another contest, I'll tell you, like, a surefire way to win is to write a theme song that's, like, TGIF style. You know, like, (laughs) Rick and Morty, friends till the end, and you know it's true, like, something like that. Like, that would probably really, like, like, blow their minds. (laughs) I, I pitched that, actually, for an episode. I was like, you should just start with, like, a theme song like TGIF, and it's, like, them helping each other, flying a kite and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, maybe the last shot is something horrific. And then you just go out on, like, a really horrific note. Like, yeah. Like, da-da-da! <laughs> you know, like, I was I was kind of parroting this Perfect Strangers song, mm-hmm. um, which um, I, was, I was, like, going to say, like, if you watch the TGIF shows, like, like I don't know if you grew up with them yep, like I did. Yep. Um, step by step, horrible. Full House, kind of bad. I mean, when you watch it, you feel like maybe Danny Tanner's a serial killer. He just—he's too perfect, clean cut. There's something wrong. He's like, there's got to be some evil underneath all this niceness. He's—he's too nice, you know. And uh, and then uh, Family Matters, stupid. Um, I, I actually think Reginald Vell Johnson has his moments, but. Not doesn't hold up. Uh, what, what else we got? Um, now, Perfect Strangers. 
Yeah. Now that show is still fucking funny. Can we cuss? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I like. I watched recently, and I was like, it, it's still really funny. <laughs> I mean, it's incredibly. I mean, it's a little bit racist at times because people like act so weird around Balky, but he's like the first like Borat. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, and it's like, but he's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it. The hysterical thing is is this him and Larry's relationship. Yeah. You know, it's like. I, it's just a classic kind of Abbott Costello it's routine. It's the opposites thing. Right. Yeah, and it, and it never gets old. Yeah. yeah. It never gets old. Like, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of classic comedy. And, like, uh, when I watched that show, I was like, they kind of captured something that's, like, been gone in comedy. Yeah. Do you have to wait for a truck? No, it's fine. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why I launched into that, but, um, like, my friend downloaded all of them. There's nine fucking seasons. What? I don't know how that happened. I had, I didn't realize it went that long. I know. I thought maybe four seasons, like, you know, mm-hmm. and they would just rerun them all, but, like, there's a lot. And, like, <laughs> fucking they're funny. I mean, they're actually <laughs> funny. It's like, who would have who'd have thunk it, right? Yeah. That that show would still be funny. Cousin, it, cousin Laddie. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> all of his terms from Mepos are my favorite. There's one where he has a god called Teflonos. And it's like, obviously reference te- Teflon, because yeah, yeah. he's, like, indestructible. <laughs> And it's like, they go and they get, they try to get hurt, but they don't. And he's like, oh, Teflonos is protecting us, you know? (laughs) Anyway, that's just some of the hilarity. But here I am, a spokesperson for that show. Um, One of the ideas I had for Rick and Morty, but I didn't actually launch into, was I I thought of a parody of that called Perfect Star Rangers. (laughs) And it would be like two... Like, police cops that are st- living in an apartment, and they're both really different. <laughs> but it's, like, just a play on words. But it's it was too stupid to pitch, so I didn't pitch it. Because I was like, it's only, like, a joke if you get if you know Perfect Strangers. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people that probably watch the show have never seen Perfect Strangers. Maybe, maybe 50-50. I don't know. Um, I was hanging out with someone who had no idea what I was talking about. And I was, like, really bummed out. I was like... I, I have... Vague memories of um, Perfect Strangers, but I remember it was funny. Mm-hmm. And um, but nothing, nothing like pops out. I just remember Kosen um, Lari and Balky. Yeah. Do you remember then... Balky's last name? No. You don't? No. Something it? I never forget. Uh, Bartokamus. <laughs> Bartokamus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, they did the dance of joy. Which I could still do, um, but I, I would have to, you know, like, hold somebody, which is awkward. Because, I mean, you don't really carry somebody. I mean, you don't hold yeah. so, That's not a normal thing, unless you're crossing the threshold yeah. when you're married. That's the only time. Actually, that's when I'll do the dance of joy, is when I get married, and then I'll be able to carry her over the threshold. Nice. And she'll probably be like, I'm so sick of perfect strangers. <laughs> or she also loves it. She's Oh, see, that's, and... then we're getting married right when I meet them, you know, because that's like, that's the sign right there, yeah. Um, I remember I was so, see, I grew up like obsessed with sitcoms and I used to watch Nick at night pretty religiously. Yes, and then, um, at one point I remember my mom walking into the living room and she's like, I can't stand the sounds of perfect. I mean, of three's company anymore. <laughs> she's like, just the sounds of this show are driving me insane. Cause I would watch it like all the time and I would watch, re- I would watch the same episode over and over. I was just like. I was obsessed with that and, like, Gilligan's Island and Perfect Strangers and Cheers. You know, there's just, like, some of them that I just... Very lighthearted, very, um... 
entertaining no matter what you're doing. Yeah, you can yeah. just turn off your brain and <laughs> and revel in the like silly humor of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Cheers, because Cheers seemed to be more like um, intellectual comedy, like not as like just humdrum. Yeah. You know, it was a really well-written show, you know, and yeah, it was like cheers, that in Taxi. Cheers had a lot going, and what, there's this one setting, yeah. right? The bar. Yeah. Well, no, sometimes they would go to, like, so-and-so's apartment or okay. whatever. Like, there's one where they all have dinner at Norm's, <laughs> and then they're about to see his wife's face, because remember, no one's seen her? Yeah. And then I think Diane throws a pie, or she throws something, and, it's and it hits face. her in the face, and you don't see her face. <laughs> And then she's like, charming friends, Norm. Get your coat. Yeah. And Norm's like, yes, dear. <laughs> or no, they weren't at his house. They were at, like, someone else's. Cliff's, but, maybe. Yeah, maybe Cliff's. I don't know. <laughs> well, Cl- Cliff didn't seem like he... You always imagine Cliff's house must be, like, the house of a serial killer. <laughs> like, he had, like... He had, like, uh, diagrams of everyone in the bar. <laughs> and, like, all kinds of shit. Like, the wire where it's, like... This connects to this. Sam dated this person. Uh, Norm <laughs> likes this beer. You know, like he knows all of them very well. And if any of them went to his house, they would probably call the police. Like maybe he didn't have a, a wife, one wife, as much as six ex-wives. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> or are they all dead? <laughs> you know, like because like Cliff seemed a bit psychotic. You know, because remember when he would get mad, it would be kind of scary. Because he'd be like, oh, Nomi! Ah! Ah! Like, he would just start screaming, and then, like, they'd have to hold him back, and you'd be like, oh, my God, Cliff really could probably murder everybody. You know, he has that... And he probably would, because hidden... he worked at the post office. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. He was, he was deter... I mean, he was destined to be a maniac, you know, and somewhat of a maniac. Remember how mad he would get if people would insult the mail? He would just be like, oh, you don't understand. You gotta... Yeah, it's a hard job, you know? I mean, you got uh, thousands yeah. of employees. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> Yeah, 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 know me. It's a yeah. hard job. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's better than mine. My my impressions are always just too jokey. Like I can't. I I I, so, I have a few that are I can really nail, like uh, Rip Torn, but I can't. Oh, I want to hear that. Okay, well let me see if I can get into characters. Larry, sweetie, baby, what the fuck are you doing to me? Now Hank needs to learn that you can't fucking do that shit on the air. <laughs> Now have a good show, baby. Come on, sweetie. You know I love you. Or something like that. I just, yeah. It's like, I'm just a huge fan of Rip Torn. Dude, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's like one of the best. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sitcoms, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I was like, there was something I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. When I was younger, I was really into Cheers. And I remember trying to come up with a, like, I think I wrote a short story or an idea for a movie, and it was about a guy who's obsessed with Cheers. Yeah. And he's, like, a serial killer. And he, he like, he basically, like, hangs out at a coffee shop <laughs> and, like, dictates everything everyone says Ooh. and writes it all down and, like, knows everybody, like, about everybody. And there's an episode <laughs> where one person goes to his house and he just sees, like, all these books of, like, with dates. Yeah. And he starts reading them and then seeing, like, what he said Ugh. was recorded. <laughs> and the guy, like, is basically trying to make his own sitcom. Whoa. And, the, and, and he's a serial killer? Yeah. Well, at the end of the episode, or, sorry, the movie, or whatever it was, he basically holds everyone hostage. <laughs> and then he makes them play out, like, a scene. <laughs> and then makes them do kind of comedy. And it's, like really chilling because it's like people they're just all scared to death yeah but he's like it needs to be real and then, you know and he's like you gotta do it again you know like retail and he's pretending like they're on a show 
and um, this I don't is know something you wanted to write. I wrote, I wrote this when I was like, I want to say like in my late teens, early twenties. Whoa! But I was because I was like, I was a very creative fellow, and I would always write down. I remember one time I showed Dan like one of my notebooks, <laughs> and I had a note because I'd always have a notebook, and then I had one, and I, he was like flipping through it, and he's like. He's like, you've written more than I've ever written in like, this little notebook. <laughs> He's like, and he was jealous. He's like, I wish I could just sit down and write all the time. And I was like, why is he jealous? This was like, before, it was like, I think during, before Monster House or whatever. Okay. But he was just saying how like he was lazy. He doesn't write as much. And I remember thinking like, well, that's weird. Cause, like, I, I mean, because I said, I go, none of this stuff in here is complete. They're just, I would jot down ideas, ideas and thoughts yeah, yeah. and like nothing like was really like finished. You know, it was like. Maybe one or two made it into a one-on-one idea, but most of them were just like, like that serial killer idea or like some other idea I had that just didn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. it was all scattered stuff. And like, um, he just saw me jotting in it and he was like, let me see that. You know, and he like looked at it and he's like, fucking shit. And I was like, yeah, that, I have like seven of those. And he's like, what? And, um, like most of them actually are filled with like poetry Okay. Which I, I am embarrassed to say that I used to do because I, I think I did it just to get girls, you know? And I used to think that it was, like, somewhat, like... I mean, it, it, kind of the Beatles awoken that in me is yeah. when I list, started listening to, like, Revolver and stuff. Yeah. And so uh, I, for a long time, wrote all this poetry and then it just it just sat there and I just put it aside and it's like, if I, if I read some, like... You know, like now, it'd be so embarrassing. You'd be like, oh. I showed an ex-girlfriend. I mean, at the time, she was my girlfriend, and she was, like, laughing. Uh. She was just like, she was like, this is so stupid. You're like, that was my heart. No, I, but I was, I agreed with her. I'm like, why do you think I don't do that anymore? Because it's lame. Like, it's weird how, like, at a certain point, you go, this is lame. Like, that's when you stop. You're like, uh, I don't know why I'm doing this anymore. This mm -hmm. is stupid. It's like. In the back of my mind, I was like, well, if I ever get in a band, I got lyrics. And it's like, come on. <laughs> like, you're really going to convince a whole band that this is a good song? Like, <laughs> there's one about, like, a, I fall in love with a policewoman. And, like, it's, like, was inspired by Bob Marley. <laughs> and it's, like, the, she, she's, so, she's so gorgeous and she's a policewoman, but it sucks that she can never love me because, like, I smoke pot or whatever. Yeah. So it was, like, kind of, like, one of those, like, ill-fated relationships, you know, kind of thing. Um, stuff like that. Like, just random bullshit. And then, like, like, one's about, like, a magical world or something. I don't know. So like, you showed her. So you showed her after you had stopped and you were, like, I don't know why I used to do this, but I showed, check yeah. it out. Check this was, it, like kind of laughing. Yeah, I mean, I I did the I did that stuff when I was like in my early twenties when I thought like it was romantic, and then um, <laughs> I was like a young Oscar Wilde, and then um, showed. I mean, I showed her like two years ago as a recent girlfriend, oh, yeah. and she was just like, I mean, she 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 was cool, but she's the kind of person that would always pick on me, so she would laugh and be like, "This is lame." <laughs> You know, and, um, but I mean, it, 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 she'd pick on me like in a fun way, yeah, like yeah, not yeah. in a like mean spirited thing, yeah. but, but it was just funny. Cause I even told her, I was like, I used to be corny. This is the kind of dumb shit I used to do. <laughs> and then she was just like, she thought it was funny. She was like, Oh, ha, 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 hilarious. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, uh, <clears throat> I, I noticed that those pegs up there, is that a, I used to have that game. That's the peg game mm -hmm. that you jump one and then you have to end up with one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to have that. My mom had a... Uh, it's whole... really hard. It is hard. <laughs> it's one player, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom had a whole cabinet, like, 
full of games. Like, I'm saying Trump the game, Payday, uh, Funhouse, and, like, Abbott Costello, who's on first the game. What? Yeah, and uh, sorry, that game. I mean, whatever game you can imagine was in this cabinet. Yeah. And I had friends that would always come over and they'd be excited because I'd have all these games. You know, let's play Candyland, let's play Clue, the VCR game. You know, and I had the Three Stooges VCR game. Yeah. I had them all. And then, like, my mom had a nervous breakdown and she sold all of them. No. She got rid of, like, ton of shit. And I remember being like, that's the one thing you shouldn't have gotten rid of. I mean, like, that was a treasure trove. Yeah. Because I remember, like, Justin once came to my house. Wait, no. Yeah, this he, I met him after that, but right. he came to my house and I was like showing him like there was like three games left and I was like this used to be full of games of board games, mm-hmm. and and he would be like oh such a shame dude you don't have those anymore <laughs> and it's like I know and I remember him being like I'd give anything to see that collection <laughs> like he was he was like me just like really into that stuff and it was like because I remember my mom saying like. Oh, someday, you know, you'll inherit all of this. And I was just like, fuck yeah, well. <laughs> someday all of this will be yours. Yeah, I mean, like, there was these games that looked like bookcases, like Twixt. Yeah. You know that? Uh-uh, and they, uh, they looked like bookcases and you pull them out and there were these really simple, like, games that were, like, kind of boring when you were a kid. Uh-huh. But they were, like, she had, like, a whole set, you know? There was, like, a bunch of them. <laughs> and um, it was just, it just kills me, man, that those are all gone. Because it's yeah. like... It's like a part of history, you know? It's yeah. like She collected board games, like, all the way through the 80s. Did you ever play a game called Key to the Kingdom? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Dude. We had that. We had Hero Quest. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I mean, played you Hero Quest, it. but, um, yeah, my, my buddy Josh, um, he's down in San Diego County, and he had, he had Key to the Kingdom, and he had only played it once, ever. Yeah. And they never even got to finish because it takes so long. Because you got the one D eight, and then yeah. like you have to go along the track, and then you have to go through the whirlpool, and then it I switches remember. the board. And right, because like... that's that damn whirlpool would throw you off like constantly. <laughs> yeah. It would make the game three hours long. Yeah, yeah. And then there was uh, so it was just the three of us playing, and then it took us. We were into it like five and a half hours, and then it was like we were just keep yeah. kept chasing the person who had the key, right, and then, like right. someone else would get it, and then. And then it was like, all right, do you guys just want to call it? Like, let's just roll for who won. <laughs> well, uh, you could probably buy it now, but it would be like 200 bucks, right? Did you ever look that up to see how much it is now? Uh-uh. Like, he, he had it because his mom still had it, and so mm-hmm. she sent it to him, and we played it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we rolled we rolled D20s to see, to see who won. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I think it's probably, like, on Amazon, probably super cheap, or, like, I don't know if it's super cheap. Like, HeroQuest is, like, 300 bucks. Dang. Because I looked that up. I was going to get it one day, and I was like, that's so expensive. And um, <laughs> a lot of that stuff is just, like, the nostalgia value just shot up the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, if, do you remember Spinjas? Yeah. You would put these little guys in this, like... The tops. Yeah, in this little thing, and you would spin them out, and they would fight. You push a button, and it drops them. Yeah. and they spin, and then they... In this little a, arena. In the little arena, yeah. Now... <laughs> Spinjas. We had spinjas, and I remember, like, it was funny because, like, my brother had the most, like, powerful one. I can't even remember what it looked like. But we would play all the time, and we were just really into it. We'd have, like, tournaments and stuff. 
And then uh, recently, like I, I think like a year ago, I go online to find Spinjas because I'm telling Justin about it and I'm yeah. just excited. And I'm like, we got to get Spinjas, man. This will be fun. <laughs> and he's all excited. And then I look online and it's like an arena with the, because the spinners break easily. Yeah, yeah. Like the brand new one, it's like the person wanted like 150 bucks for like, I think like five spinges, two spinners, and like two arenas. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Plastic pieces of shit. They're like, the, the spinges are metal, but 150 bucks for that garbage. And I'm like, I wish they would just re release them. Yeah, you know, I go to Toys R Us yeah. and get all that shit for like 20 bucks. Cause it's like, I think we used to get them. I don't know if you had a store like, like this, like pick and save. Was like this, like shitty, like sort of oh, kind below of like, Kmart, kind of like Big Lots now. Yes, yeah, yeah. and that's where we would buy sponges <laughs> because I think they were like a toy that came out and then it was like didn't sell, mm -hmm. so then it gets bumped down to the shitty store, like the, <laughs> yeah. the Big Lots and the pick and saves, yeah. and so then like that's when me and my cousin and my brother bought them. And we just like went back and bought everything. <laughs> like we begged our parents to drive us back there. We just bought all of them, and we were just like, "Those sp fucking spinners would break," and we would just be like, "No!" And we'd have to go buy more. And then at one point, you know, they didn't sell them anymore, and we were fucked. So because just... the reason is the spinners broke is because you had to spin it like when when it was attached, right? And so yeah. people would like. Spin it a little too much. Well, then... I mean, it's shoddy toys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can only spin that motherfucker so many times until it's got no spin left. You know, it's just like an old man with his, like, failed erection. You know, at a, at a certain point, he's not going to be able to get it up anymore. You know, you've gotten plenty of sperm out of this guy. You're not getting any more. Sorry. You, you've spun your last spin. <laughs> Spinja. You spermed your last sperm. Yeah, yeah. No, even Viagra can't help the guy. You know, it's like it's like beyond Viagra. Like the doctor's like, I, you know, he needs a new penis. Like, I don't know, to, man. I'm gonna have to gr skin graft on something. You know? Transplant. Yeah, transplant. Skin graft is like a sample. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I gotta know my terms. <laughs> Everything I know medically comes from TV, like, like ER yeah. or or fucking Hannibal. Yeah, skin graft like a whole new face. Right, yeah. Let's just skin graft on a face. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, like, um, I just, it's crazy because, like, you, 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 you want, you, you get, like, drunk or high and you're just, like, sitting there, like, I'm sitting there with Justin and I just go, like, there was a game called Spinjas <laughs> and you spun these guys and they fought in an arena and he's, like, yeah, like eating it up, like we gotta play that shit, man. And he, he, you know, it's like it's just like two losers in their garage in, in like the fucking like '90s, just reminiscing over like Star Wars toys. Yeah. You know, that's like that whole scene, and like, and it's so because like you get so excited, you're just like, oh man, we're gonna buy these, and then it's like we're both willing to put like money in. And then everything just fucking falls apart when you see that some asshole is one is demanding 150 bucks, <laughs> and it's like both of us are like, even though he's got money, he's like, I'm not gonna fucking spend that on that yeah, shit. Yeah. He's like, that's fucking garbage. <laughs> I'm like, and then it's just like everything just dies. You're just like depressed because you're like, oh man, it would have oh, been so cool if only I would still have spinjas, you know? And like, and he's, I think he even remembered him, so he was excited. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah the little top things and blah blah blah. <laughs> and um, I don't have like, he, there's very few friends. Like he's one of them. That's like we can sit there and just like talk about toys. And, and we'll both want to get them. 
You know, we'll just yeah. be like, we're, we're both like very much like, I want that. I want that. I'm going to have that. And like, we, we get it. <laughs> and then I have other friends that just tell me like, what a fucking waste of money, oh. you know, or, or like, they'll just give me toys that they don't want. Cause I'm always like, yeah, give me whatever you don't want. Like my friend gave me, uh, what was it like? He gave me like the, like the recent Thundercat cartoon okay like he had some of the figures yeah. like in the boxes and i'm like oh yeah give me give me give me <laughs> like I, I wanted them i'm like yes yes they're designed very cool so i was like i want these and they're in the boxes awesome and like i i, I like me and justin kind of fiend for that stuff but it's like very much like um like it's not everyone's thing people are kind of afraid of like oh it's it, because you remember, yeah, the most depressing thing about 40-Year-Old Virgin, have you seen that movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the fact that he had to give up all his toys. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, yeah. isn't that sad that, like, she, she didn't, didn't love accept, him? Yeah. Just accept him for the, who he is, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, you feel the same way. Yeah. Like, I like the movie up until that point. And then I'm like, fuck her. Yeah. She's, like, gonna just change him and take away all of his toys? Yeah. I wouldn't let a girl do that to no. me. Like, no, no sex is worth that. <laughs> I don't think sex is is that good that it's worth losing all those toys i mean that's years and years of like struggling beautiful nostalgia like all just fucking thrown away for like a fucking vagina you know and it's like that's one vagina maybe if you had like 20 awesome vaginas (laughs) it might you might kind of be like well maybe even then (laughs) i'm saying like in the sultan days when he had like 30 wives and he's like got like i mean they all have amazing vaginas and he's like lining them up just like i think i'm gonna you know like he's picking ties out i'll have that one today and like um oh that one's got a little wear and tear let's like do some work on that one uh, takes it to the auto shop, <laughs> and um, <laughs> screwing in the bolts, and uh, and it's like that. Even then, that you're still kind of like, well, I do have like these cool like Kenner Star Wars figures. Like, <laughs> they're kind of fun to look at, you know. And it's like, it's like I just I felt so bad for him. I felt like it was such a like horror. It's like kind of like, it's kind of like, fuck her for trying to like, you know. I mean. The toy, yeah, what, are they really that invasive? Yeah, is in a it, relationship, is all of a sudden not gonna want more. Well, or like, <laughs> is it is it like gonna be like they're having sex and then like fucking uh, Luke Skywalker staring at him and she's creeped out? <laughs> like, what what is the no. what is the interference there that it's gonna no. interfere with the vagina fucking? And he and like. He, Sorry. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I mean I hate to be so blunt, but it's like I don't understand like that whole thought process of like you have to like sell these. <laughs> Because we live in an era now where, like, grown-ups are, no longer exist. That we're all kind of big kids. Yeah. So it's like, we, we, we live in a world where, like, you can have those things still. Yeah. And still have, like, a functioning relationship. She's, yep. she's just a bitch. She's just, like, a stupid, like, controlling, like, 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 asshole that's, like, trying to change him and take away his fucking toys. You know? Like, my mom's selling all those games. Like, it's like, fuck that, dude. Like, what? why do you have to get rid of, like, why can't you hold on? Like, I mean, we have things called fucking storage warehouses. Yeah. You know, it's like a dollar a month. A dollar a month to keep all those precious memories. I mean, I, I don't think that's too much to ask. Anyway, that that was like, I, I just fucking lost it. Because I was like, I was like, what the fuck, man? Come on, Stephen Colbert. Jesus. I mean, sorry, Stephen Carell. Like, like, come on. Like, what the fuck, dude? Why, why would you do that? Why would you give up that glorified, glori- glorious even, collection? Even he lost it at a certain point in the movie. Remember? He was like, you're making, I mean, yeah, you're changing me and you're, you're making me sell my toys. And she's like, 
She's like, I don't, I mean, you don't, you don't have to sell your toys. And, uh, but it's in a way that, like, yeah. you, you have to sell your but toys. But I'd like it if you did. But <laughs> if you want to, you know, hang around this, like, garage and, you know, look at all the sights and sounds and drink them in, you have to, it would be nice. I mean, I could have an orgasm. Like dangling, like a carrot above his head, just like, oh, God, that orgasm. And, hey, you know what? A woman's orgasm is kind of like, it's all right. It's not that. It's it's almost like a huge, amazing movie that you see the previews for. But then when you watch the movie, like you're like somewhat disappointed because you're like depend on the woman. That's true because women that that (laughs) that um like if if you get with a girl that hasn't had an orgasm in a long time Mm. and you you know that happens, that's amazing. But I've had girlfriends that just like the orgasms were just like. They were just like, it was almost like, all right, now, now what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like the, it's a climax you build towards it, but it's, it would, it would, they would just come like fast and furious and it would just be like, it would just feel like, um, is that an orgasm? It seems like a burp to me, you know, like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and then you're just drinking soda, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not really, you're not really, uh, it's not like a, a whole horizon's opening up and you see fucking Don Quixote, like, like he's like coming on the horizon, just like he saved the day and it's like, you know, like, oh, isn't this glorious, this victory and you're basking in the sunlight and you're like, man, Don, didn't we, didn't we do that one, huh? We sure did, buddy. That was quite an adventure. You know, it's not like that at all. Like, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. like, you defeated the windmill. Right. I think that's that's true. It's like you got to find the right girl that has, like, the right orgasm because, like, most of the time it's – it's, and um, the whole fake thing is funny because, like, you can tell when it's fake. Yeah. Yeah. There's a kind of, like – it's almost like they're about to die is what a real <laughs> orgasm is. They just go, like, <laughs> like, like you're strangling them. It's, like, the same exact fucking thing. And uh, – and the fake, you can tell it's fake because, like, they, they just kind of, like, go, oh, yeah, you know, like, you're, you're not only bad at orgasms, fake orgasms, you're a bad actress, you know, it's like, oh, man, um, yeah, and it's, anyway, it, it's just fun, I mean, it's like, and, and a lot of women, like, that say they don't get orgasms, that's, that's not true, it's because you don't have the right lover. Yeah. You know, because like if the sexual chemistry is not there, then yeah, you because I mean you can prevent it. They're all capable of it. They just haven't had the right penis inside them. You know, it's like it's a ma- it's like almost like the uh, right key fitting into the right lock, mm. and then it opens the door. <laughs> uh, that sounds somewhat sexist. I don't know. Um, but I mean, um, that's a good that's a good analogy for I, the, That's how I see it. Like it, like in go much like in Ghostbusters. I am the gatekeeper. Are, That's, you, are that, you the key master? That was totally what I was referencing, man. That's like a metaphor for, for orgasm. I mean, Rick Moranis' penis can only fit into one vagina. Yep. And yep. it happens to be Sigourney Weaver's. You know, it's like, that's the only one that's, that's like, the perfect shape for his, like, key-like penis. Because <laughs> it looks like a key, you know? Yeah. Oh, jeez! Oh, you're the one! He kind of sounds like Morty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm the, I'm the key master! Yeah. Oh, okay, Dana, all right. Oh, I love the part where she's like, 
are you the key master? And he's like, not that I know of. And she slams the door and then he knocks again. <laughs> are you the key master? Yeah. Yeah, yeah key I'm master. Actually, I'm actually a friend of his. That's uh, a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second to figure that out. But now that you mention it, I'm actually the key master. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard of anyone with a key that's a master? <laughs> Such a weird thing. Like they're just the lucky sap with the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're more. You're more like the uh, the key uh, or the gopher, like the guy who gets the key has yeah, it for someone else. Has it for someone else. Like you don't really deserve it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what's our time here? Or you don't um, worry about that. No, we've done about forty minutes. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about board games earlier. Have you played like many newer board games? Mm-hmm. I played quite a few. Yeah, because yeah. they, dude, there've been, there's been a like it's some kind of a resurgence with board games. Where, I know. Like Kickstarter and like all the all the people who are doing them themselves. Like, have you played Zombicide? No, that's a Kickstarter one. Yeah. No. And it's um. So it's kind of like, it's cooperative. Yeah. So you're all playing together against the game. Isn't that kind of like Pandemic? A little like Pandemic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like you're you're in this town and then so it's someone's turn then someone else then someone else and then it's the game's turn yeah and you flip for um how many zombies will come out of which spawn places right and then there's like these buildings that you have to break into mm-hmm. to get to certain um objective markers yeah and um when you bust open the door like when you're when you're outside of the thing, yeah. you don't see how many zombies are in there. And then you bust open the door, and then you flip a card for oh, each that, room. There's a game there. I, I played like that, but it was in a mall. And okay. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a zombie game. But it was like that, where you you would open a door, and the guy that's the master, like, playing, he's like the key master. Okay. He would say, like, there's 13 zombies in this room. Do you want to enter the room? or oh. do Because, like, you, if you didn't have a weapon, yeah. you shouldn't go in there. But yeah. you needed, like, a flashlight. Okay. Like, cause you had, it's like you said, it's cooperative. So yeah, yeah. one person, in your team, if they have a flashlight, you can actually see uh-huh. before you go in. So everyone goes in at the same time. Well, like if you have the flashlight, you can look in, but if you don't and you just walk in, there's like 13 zombies. You're, you're screwed oh. if you don't have any weapons. And it was, it was kind of like that, but it was in a mall, um, but I can't remember the name of the game. It's, there's a couple zombie games. There's, um, it's there's kind one of just called, There's one just called zombies. There's a um, last night on earth. I think. And then Zombicide, oh, uh, something Z, uh, nope, nope, don't remember. Hmm. But, yeah, there's a, there's a, another variant of Zombicide that's like Zombicide, like, um, Toxic City Mall or something. That might be the one. Okay. Yeah. But, um, Zombicide can you get, like, at a store? Yeah, yeah. So you can just buy it, Mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. there, there's a store in Burbank. Have you been to Emerald Knights? Yeah. They have a great selection. Dude, that place is great. Dude, they have like every board game. I went like, there for the first time a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I had like an audition thing up there. And uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's crazy how much stuff they have. Yeah, and they got the second level. I was like, what? You There's stairs and like there's a whole like... I know, and there's people playing the games up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, I've like, I got to come back here to just go up there and play games. But at the same time, it's kind of like my game club where if you haven't played stuff, you're kind of yeah. a sore thumb, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool that you can like, you can just bring your game there and play with people. Yeah. You know, like it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, like that's the thing. It's like there's no store other stores like that that have that kind of selection. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Emerald Knights. 
Next Gen Games. Have you been there? Mm-mm. It's on Wilshire. It's over near like Busby's and um, Five Guys and like. Yeah. 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 There's a place in my hometown that's like. It's a comic store, but they have like a great game selection. Okay. And they have tables everywhere, so people come in and play Magic. And um, like I went there with my brother's like a huge nerd, mm-hmm. like more than me. Hmm. And um, I went there with him. Because he was playing Magic, and I just wanted to buy comics. <laughs> and so it was like, like he was like kind of knew everyone, and it was like, oh, you're going to be in this game, the, today's tournament? No, I'm, I'm just hanging out or whatever. And it's like, it's like a whole other world. <laughs> you know, it's just like, but that was the only place in that town that you could find those kind of games. Yeah. Um, have you played Werewolf? Yeah. It's, um, it's, like, it's like Mafia, but yeah. like you turn into, it's really fun. Um, the thing that I don't like about it is like, once you're dead, you're dead, and they're like, dead people don't talk. And I'm right. Like, okay. Okay. Rules. You just kind of right. have to sit on the side right. and watch. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, um, I was gonna say like I used to play with Justin, mm-hmm. and we would always have like a group of people over, and he was always like the game master, and he was really good because he would play like the theme music from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> so it'd be like, go to sleep, and then you'd hear like, and he's like, it's night. And, you know, he would do a whole thing, and it was super fun, you know? And then, like, I hate when we would play, and there'd be one motherfucker with a fucking sense of humor who's, like, not into it, yeah, and would just distract everyone, you know? And, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to name names, but I had a friend who, like, he was bored. And I'm really into the game, so I'm, like, trying to, like, play. Yeah. So I don't want to deal with, like, yeah. my friend being distracting. But he's distracting everyone. And then it's, like, at one point when Justin flipped the lights on, he was butt naked on the floor. He, my friend was just lying on the floor, like, well, like, ass up. Yeah. So you don't see his fucking cock. And he's just, like... You know, and everyone's like, ah, ha, 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 naked guy. And I'm just like, I want to play the game. I don't care about comedy right now. <laughs> yeah. There's a time and place for comedy. <laughs> and this is not it. Yeah, like, there's a werewolf on the loose. Well, we it's like, it, it upsets the mood of the game because the mood is really dark and people yeah. are dying. And it's like, you, you know, you don't want to, like, any kind of comedy is just like, it just kills the vibe completely. <laughs> and um, uh, I have these other friends... And, uh, you know, they're wonderful, like, uh, they're, they're kind of, like, improv people, and, like, um, like, kind of just, like, goofballs, like, I'm going to their, like, writing, we have a writer's meeting, uh-huh. like, every month, and I'm, I'm finally going back, I took a long time off, yeah. but it's, like, because I, I, I was, like, kind of, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, what should I write next, but I'm gonna go, t- it's, like, almost like a workshop for writers, yeah, yeah. but anyway, we would always, like, if we had enough people, we would play, like, it, it's like Werewolf, but it's called Murderer. Okay. And it's just like that where you have to figure out who's the murderer. Yeah. And, um... So, and it's so kind of like Mafia, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, but it, it was fun because it would be like, um, you'd have to, like, state your case on why you're not the murderer. Okay. And, um, one time I played, and there was a very attractive girl, and I just... Like, if I had any chance with her, I don't know if I did, but I blew it because I kept blaming that she was the killer. I was like, you're, you're so quiet, you, there's something about, you're definitely the killer. And I just kept, like, attacking her, you know? And I think that was, like, my like, way. this bitch over here. Yeah, I'm like, you know, she hasn't said anything for, like, two rounds. And it's almost like, if there was any kind of attraction that she had for me, it was just wiped out because I was, like, 
more into the game than like, <laughs> but it was my weird way of hitting on her. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like it's like in, in preschool when you like punch the girl you like, <laughs> or, or hold her head under the sand. <laughs> You know, it's like, you're really saying that you want to hold her hand instead of her head under the sand, yeah. Um, like, when I was in preschool, I actually uh, remember getting kicked out one time because I, uh, I, uh, it was nap time, and I can't believe I still remember this, but there was a kid that was, like, playing on the slide, and then and the lady's like, time for nap time, everyone, and me and him are just hanging around still playing, and then I was like, have you ever played Tarzan? And the kid's like, no, what's that? And then I did it like a jump kick, like jumped on top of the slide and kicked him. And he flew like, like doubled over and fell down the slide and was like screaming, like crying. And I remember the lady in charge holding me and holding me up. I remember this vividly. Yeah. She was holding me up and shaking me like, what is wrong with you? You know? And then like, then they called my mom because like everyone was asleep. And my mom had to come pick me up and be like, what did he do this time? You know, and I kicked a kid off a slide. I, I was one of those kids, like, like I would have bursts of, like, insanity. You know, like, one time my mom built a puzzle, my Transformers puzzle, and it was exciting, you know. And then, like, she went to get, a like, a drink of water or something. And she came back, and then I go, hey, mom, look. And I lifted up the entire puzzle oh, with my hands. No. And just because I wanted to see them like break apart between <laughs> yeah, my hands because yeah. it looked cool. Yeah. And I go, I'm the puzzle lifter. <laughs> that, was, like, no. that was my joke. <laughs> was like, look, I'm the puzzle lifter. Because I'm like, she's going to think this is so funny. And she comes into the room like, what are you doing? You dumb fucking little shit. <laughs> you know, like, I think she even said that. Like, I spent all morning on your stupid Transformers puzzle. <laughs> And you just, like, tear it apart in two seconds. <laughs> mm. I mean, what else are you going to do with a puzzle? Well, when you're a kid, it's like, you don't yeah. understand that, like, yeah, yeah. like adults put all this time into something. You just go, like, I got a great joke. <laughs> oh, she's going to laugh. She's going really to laugh. I lifted it. Look it's what I, look what I do. Yeah, it's like, look at it fall. Wow. Like look at your great accomplishment just crumbling down. We're ra it's, it's raining puzzle pieces. Yeah. <laughs> That's that you should call this episode Puzzle Lifter. Puzzle Lifter. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that, like, because that's, like, something they do on Harmontown, but also, like, when I did that that podcast with Fulcher, we would just take one sentence oh, and, and, and make title it the, the title of episode. the episode. Yeah. One was, like, Pirates from Candlewax, like, Island or something. <laughs> it was just, so, like, something Pirates, and it was, like, we kept having a pirate joke, and it was just, we kept coming back to it. <laughs> Yeah, like, th actually, those aren't even online, like... Anymore? I, or did I've they gotten... Have, were they ever? They were they were on, like, iTunes, but that whatever that service is that you use to do podcasts, um, I can't remember the name of it. There's, like, Libsyn. Libsyn, that's uh, what it is. Okay. We stopped doing it, and then um, I didn't want to pay for the subscription stuff yeah. since we weren't doing it, yeah. so I stopped it. I didn't know that makes them take them off iTunes. Because then, oh. next thing you know, they're all gone. Oh, yeah, because you're paying for storage. You're paying for storage. So, so, it's so they're like, probably somewhere, like... Well, like, like Fulcher still has stuff. them. He's yeah, got them all, like, like backed up and stuff. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying we should put them on YouTube or something. But, like, there's, like, 30 of them, you know, that are just, like, not online. Yeah. Because I've had people email or... Uh, like message me like where are those man i want to listen to those because people really liked them like 
We, I mean, cause like I had one friend, here's the problem is like, I'd love to do them again, but I had one friend and it only takes one friend yeah. to tell you what's wrong with your podcast. Uh. Right. And that makes you kind of go like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> and you're like, really? That's why all my friends didn't listen to it. <laughs> it's like, they have the balls to tell you the truth. Yeah. And like, uh, I don't want to name names, but she said <laughs> like, basically like, uh, you guys are always talking over each other. And you're always yelling. It's, it's like normal conversation. That's but she's like, you guys is. are yelling. You're, you're talking too loud. And it's like, you got to go like one on one. You know, you can't talk over each other. And I'm like, have you done a podcast with Fulcher? Do you realize what, what it's like? Like, it's it's not it's not that easy. I mean, you kind of have to shout, you know, and it's like, but like, it's funny because Fulcher would be like, what? No, that's not true. It's good. You know, and it's because like him and his wife, like like she produced him, yeah. and like uh, he was like, yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know. And it's like I've had a guy from Mighty Boosh like was a fan, nice, yeah, which was very awesome. Yeah, like yeah. that to me was reaching a, a cool level yeah. in life. Is like one of people that you admire admires yeah. you, <laughs> and um, same thing. Like when I met Matt Barry, he was basically like, oh, you're the guy from the podcast, <laughs> you know. It's like he 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 knew about it. <laughs> And he was kind of laughing before I started talking. Yeah. Meaning he likes it. He was on um, Dark Place, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, you got to listen to his music. He, he has like three albums and they're brilliant. What? He's actually a really good musician. Okay. It's weird because he's super funny. He has a new show too that's really good. It's called uh, Toast of London. Okay. It's like he plays like an out of work actor <laughs> who, who used to do like a detective yeah. show. Yeah. And now he's trying to be like, like he's trying to make a comeback. <laughs> but everyone is like, oh, you're a has been. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he, he his music is like amazing. Like it's like, it's something else. It's like really, really like well put together it's just him and it's like amazing like it's good what's he play uh well he plays like i think he's a guitarist but i mean he writes and composes everything yeah, yeah. he's more of like a, a, a an everything guy kind of like tom york yeah you know uh or the guy from granddaddy you know where you know how he does all the music and then he has the band no i haven't heard of granddaddy well, oh, okay well they're 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 big in the 90s they're kind of like kind of like the mountain goats yeah, before Mountain Goats, yeah, like yeah. on the same wavelength as Pavement, that okay. kind of sound, but more like electronic and like happy. Okay. Because Pavement, it, like, would have kind of like a depressing vibe uh -huh. a lot of times, right? Well, sometimes, but um, <laughs> it, it would be like the lead singer kind of did it all. Like he he played guitar, drums, he did everything, like yeah. recording everything, and then when he would tour, he would have get like, a band. He, and then... He'd had a band, okay. but like mainly it was him. You yeah. know, it's kind of like that, and it's like um, I don't. I think he does have guest musicians, but he just does everything. And his latest album is like incredible. Like it's like, I mean, it's just like, it's just really good. It's Granddaddy like, or Matt Berry? Matt Berry. Okay. But Granddaddy's good also. Like <laughs> if you if you check him out. Okay. Hmm. They're no longer together, sadly. Mm. Um, uh, they basically uh, like they weren't making a lot of money, so they broke up. Okay. Because, like, they were kind of struggling. They should have been as big as Death Cab, but it's one of those things where uh, Death Cab got really lucky. Yeah. Where a lot of bands like them didn't. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, yeah. Like, Death Cab and Modest Mouse seemed to survive. Did you ever hear Neutral Milk Hotel? Of course. Oh, dude. I saw Jeff Magnum live. Oh, nice. I saw them play at uh, the Hollywood Bowl recently. Yeah, I, I, ago. I know. I wanted to go to that. It was so awesome. Yeah. And the ticket was only like 
28 bucks or something for oh, really? for like the way back like i was sitting yeah, the yeah. way back but still like it was really really cool i saw him i just this is before they they got back together but i saw jeff magnum just by himself okay and he played a lot of neutral milk hotel songs nice yeah but it was amazing like he he sounded great yeah like his voice was like just crystal clear and it's you funny, know. like, didn't they break up because they were getting too big and he was just like, I don't, I wasn't ready for this. Like, and he kind of like got all in his head and he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. S- same with like Sparkle Horse, remember? I haven't heard of them. Oh man, well, he, he sadly killed himself. Oh. But he, he, he was like, kind of like Jeff Magnum where he was like a genius, came out with like three albums and like, just was like, I can't do it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And it's like. Like you said, it's because he was getting really famous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like the same deal. Um, like in a, in a way that happened to Granddaddy because the lead singer just moved to Montana, and just lives by himself in the woods, <laughs> and so he kind of just checked out, you know. But he does solo stuff. But at the same time, it's like he kind of just like, I'm done with the world. You know, I don't want to be a part of society anymore. Like I'm just gonna like I'm off the grid. Yeah, that's basically what he did. You know, he's kind of like an old school guy, like like hunts and stuff, and he's like got a giant beard and you know, that whole thing. And uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's like at a certain point you want to come back. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like take a vacation. Yeah, vacation, yeah. but like yeah, come back. Yeah, come back. But come I mean, back they, to us, we love you. They did. <laughs> Granddaddy did a recent tour. Like, a couple of years ago, and it was pretty cool. Like, I saw him live, and, like, it was just, like, old times. Nice. But it was, like, um, yeah. I shouldn't, like, I feel bad. I'm a huge fan, so I don't want to, like, piss him no, off. No, yeah, yeah, you haven't said anything. Oh, yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, I, um, the, it's fun, like, it's weird, because when I get older, I don't know if this is the same for you, but concerts get kind of, like, tiresome. I don't go to as many concerts anymore, and, like... There's a ton of places and, like, opportunities here, especially now that I'm out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was in San Diego, I'd have to drive, like, 40 minutes to get to, like, the Casbah right. or uh, House of Blues or whatever. Um, and I did. I went to a lot of shows. But then now that I'm up here, like, there's so much more opportunity for comedy. And it's, yeah. like, it's like, re- like walking distance. So I'll walk and I'll go to a comedy show instead. Yeah. And I'll go to, like, three, four, five comedy shows a week. Right. And then I've only been to two music shows since I've been out here. Well, the weird thing is that, like, I used to always go to, the, like you said, all the time. And then um, I would become very, like, picky about what I would see. Like, I saw Teenage Fan Club. I saw Pavement. I saw Arab Strap. I saw um, Jeff Magnum. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I would see stuff, like, that, or Granddaddy. I would just see stuff that was, like, I got to go to this. I got to go to this. Yeah, yeah. But even when I would go to that... I just remember being like, you go and you see it and you're just kind of like, well, I don't know, man. There's something missing. Like, it's not like it used to be. Like, I think that's something that, that, that as you get older, it dies. Yeah. Right? It's like, you almost like you're not impressed. You're like, ah, I can just listen to this at home. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, right, right. Remember when the dad's like, why do you need to see them live? It's called a record. Like, you can just listen to it. <laughs> it's sad to think that, that we're becoming like Joe Flaherty in that show, but it's, like, true because it's, like, you kind of just get exhausted. I mean, it's, like, those things are, like, long and you're standing and you're just, like, 
as much as I love Teenage Fan Club, it's just kind of like... As much as you're a fan of Teenage Fan yeah, Club. Yeah, I'm a teenager that's a fan. Um, that was actually cool. I was standing next to Kevin McDonald the whole time. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it was cool that he was, like, really into them, you know? We were yeah. both, like, singing the songs together, and I, and I didn't want to say, like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of Kids in the Hall. I just, I just basically was like, let's enjoy this Teenage Fan Club moment. Yeah. And, um, but it's like... You know, that's not every show. It's like, sadly, you're standing next to someone who smells. Oh, or like yeah. a whole sweaty, like, just, you know. A barrage of sweat. Yeah. I mean, dude, I went to a Tricky concert, and there was nothing but, like, gorgeous women, like, all over the place. <laughs> tricky? Uh, What's up? Uh, tricky is, like, in the in the late 90s, there was, like, a trip-hop movement. You know, like, Sneaker Pimps and, like, Bjork. That kind of stuff. Okay. And Tricky was this guy. You got guy. me with Bjork. I was like, Sneaker right. Pimps? That sounds made up. No, that's a real group. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm making myself sound old now. No, no. But it's like, basically, like, uh, Tricky was, like, in that camp. And, and it was, like, from, they're from, like, you know, Portishead. They're from, like, Bristol. Okay. Like, in England. But it was, like, kind of, like, <laughs> like hip-hop, but, like, more, like, like weird, like, drug-induced music. Yeah, yeah. Hoover Phonic, if you heard of them. Uh-uh. It was, like, that style, but, like, Tricky was, like, he'd have, like, a girl with him that would sing. But, like, he was more just, like, a genius of music. Because when he, when he would rap, he would just kind of rap and be like, I got to that. And he was, like, his voice sounded gravelly. <laughs> like, he was a weird dude that smoked a lot of pot and yeah. just sounded weird. But, like, his music was, like, crazy sounding. Anyway, when I saw him live, it was, like, Every band member was smoking weed, and and it was almost like metal, kind of. Yeah. And it was, like, weird, because it was, like, everywhere you looked, there was just, like, gorgeous women, like, or everywhere. And I'm, like, <laughs> also, like, on stage, like, Noel Gallagher was, like, just standing off to the side. Like, no from Oasis. Oh. <laughs> it was just, like, hanging out with him, you know? Like, just, like, he was just there. And they're, like, buddies, because they're both from England. They just, like, hang out. And it was, like, weird. I was, like, is that Noel Gallagher? What the fuck? <laughs> Like, exactly. bust out a couple tunes. Hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's like... Uh, the sad thing... I mean, I don't want to go into an Oasis thing, but, like... The sad <laughs> thing is, like, Noel is a genius, and he's just paired up with an idiot. You know, his brother's yeah. an idiot. And it's, yeah. like, sadly, like... You have someone that can write good music and can perform good music, but then you're paired up with an egomaniac. You know, who's, like, thinks he's John Lennon. You know, and it's like... Get over yourself. You're not John yeah. Lennon. He is a clone <laughs> of John Lennon, to be fair. Well... <laughs> Oh, man, I, I like Oasis, but, I mean, come on, dude. Take a reality pill, buddy. Like, yeah. you think you're ever going to come close to, like, what the Beatles did? Like, I don't think so. I don't think anyone will. No. You know, it's 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 sad but true. It's, like, that's the last sort of, like, insanely brilliant, like, like nothing Reference. like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and influenced everybody. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it's just, like, a, a light that has to go out. At a certain point, yeah, it can only burn so bright. Some people would say that Brian Epstein dying is the reason that they broke up, huh? Because he was the one holding them together. Yeah. Um, there's actually a great graphic novel about his life. Whoa, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It just came out. It's like the Fifth Beetle, but okay. it's about Brian Epstein. Yeah. But yeah, he was just like he died when he was like 32. Dang. Yeah, and like he died like right before Sergeant Pepper came out, but that was kind of the beginning of the end. Yeah. You know, because I think once they... Sgt. Pepper and White Album and, like... Um... Well, I think Magical Mystery Tour was after Sgt. Pepper, was it? I'm uh, not 100%. But that was definitely, like, a thrown-together album, you know? Okay. It wasn't quite Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. Right? It was more just, let's get more drug crazy. <laughs> you know, where Sgt. Pepper's, like, a good amount of, like, let's get crazy. 
but they didn't get too crazy. Yeah. They kind of still held it together somewhat with like the songs. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a cohesive album where Magical Mystery Tour, it's good, but it's not quite there. <laughs> you know, I think All You Need Is Love was like, like the whole album was built around that song. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Although Fool on the Hill is pretty good. Anyway. It's so good. Beatles, man. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was young, it was like stupid to like the Beatles. Oh, because our parents liked it. Yeah, and so we were rebelling, but then <laughs> when you became like old enough to really appreciate it, you yeah. were like, you discovered. Like, oh, this yeah, is why. This is why they liked them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like becomes like the secret. Yeah, I remember my mom loved the Beatles while I was growing up. And that was my, yeah, my only rebellion was like, I don't, no, I don't, I don't really. Yeah, same here. <laughs> and, then I, and then once like I hung out with these like drug addicts, Drug addict, alcoholics. I gotta, I gotta tell you about these guys in a second because they were a cool group, but I was kicked out of the group for an interesting reason. A band? No, they were just like a group of guys okay. we'd hang out and get drunk and smoke pot. But like, <laughs> they got me into Beatles, like, cause I remember being like, yeah, I, I, I didn't really get the Beatles, you know, I don't get them. And then like, one of the guys, and they, was like, they're like take this and like pass it over <laughs> that's, that's what he did he handed me revolver he's like listen to this album and then you'll see what i'm what, what why the beatles are good and i was like all right all right and i listened to revolver and i'm like holy shit like tomorrow never knows was like blew my mind i was like that's the most brilliant like that drum beat is like hypnotic you know it's like boom boom it's simple but it's like very hypnotic anyway um so they turned me on to beatles and um I basically got that guy into Sandman, like comics. Okay. Like he he got into like Planetary and Sandman because of me, and like Transmetropolitan, and like so it was cool. It was like a good exchange of stuff that we're into. Yeah. And then um, I would hang out with these guys. They actually also got me to read Ender's Game, which is a good book. Okay. Yeah. I haven't read it, but I, I. Oh, it's it's a great book. I, I, and I knew I was semi familiar with the story, and I saw the movie. Like. Hmm. Mm. So yeah, they were cool. It was like cool. We would would hang out. We would like talk about stuff. And then like um like one of the guys was a little bit like rough around the edges. Like he was kind of just like weird. Yeah. Like he would get drunk and get angry. Uh, where the rest of us were kind of. I mean, this is like I I'm from Modesto, where it's like a combination of shit kickers and like cool people mm-hmm. and like drug addicts. Yeah. So it's like there's a mixture, and this guy was more of like a shit kicker guy. Just wanted to fight. Yeah. And um. Like, we, we went to his house one time, and, like, his sister is hot. You know, like, just smoking hot. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I was, like, fucked up or something, but I just, I, for some stupid reason, mm-hmm. I tell him that his sister has a nice ass. You know, and I was, because I think I was just, like... The shit kicker. Well, no, yeah. The shit kicker guy. Because I think I was just so fucked up, and it's just, like, her ass was amazing. And I just remember, like... Like, that's all I could see. And, um, you know, I have, like, ass tunnel vision. Yeah. And, um, uh, ton ass vision is what you'd call it. And so, like, yeah, stupidly told him that. And then his immediate reaction is, like, well, she's got a boyfriend that's a wrestler. He'll kick your ass. And I'm, like, I'm innocently saying she's a nice ass. I don't, like, you know, I mean, I'm sorry that your sister is hot. Sorry. Like, what do you do? Sorry. You know, and then, like, later we're in the car and, uh, I'm driving, and dude socks me in the back of the head. What? Yeah, out of nowhere. Sucker punch? Sucker punch, because of what I said. <sighs> I, I mean, not even, like, we're driving, and he just goes, like, boom! 
And then I knew back in my head, like, it's probably for that comment. Because I'm starting to realize I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You know? And then, um, I think, like, a couple weeks go by, and, uh, I go, I go to hang out with them, and one of the dudes pulls me aside, and he's like, because, like, I know, not the shit kicker guy, but another guy. Yeah, yeah. Who wasn't there. One of the cooler guys. Yeah, one of the cooler guys. Yeah. I think he's the guy that lent me Ender's Game. Yeah. And, uh, maybe it's because I didn't give it back. But, like, I'm, like, the worst person to lend stuff to. I'll just forget. Yeah. You know, I'll, like, go, oh, is this yours? I don't, I didn't even, I just tossed it aside. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, um, and anyway, like, my, the, 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 like, one of the guys, the guys that pulls me aside, he's the one that I got to read Sandman and stuff. Yeah. He pulls me aside and he goes, oh, man, it sucks to have to tell you this, but you can't come around anymore. What? And I was like, "What? What? What's wrong?" You know. And I'm getting very emotional, which is yeah. like I shouldn't get emotional because these are just dudes, you know. And he's just like, "Well, uh, I'm doing this because I like you, because I want I don't want to see you get hurt." But so and so, not the shit kicker guy, actually right, right. wants to kick your ass, what? like bad. Someone else in the group? That yeah, you didn't even know I didn't even know this guy had a problem with me. He, I, I, I think maybe he took the anger from the other dude and was like. How could he say that? You know, maybe he got really pissed uh, about it. Or but maybe he liked the guy's sister, too. That could be <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, man, you're just giving me a revelation. <laughs> that probably is what... But, but it's weird because that guy had, like, a sort of sinister smile. Uh, like, thinking... Like, he, he was always kind of laughing, just, like, giggling a lot. All, it, just all gold teeth. <laughs> right. But he had sort of, like... A, he had sort of one of those, like, evil serial killer faces. Ooh. That could be like, like this guy could be psychotic, you know, but he was nice to me. Yeah. And anyway, he's like, we don't want to see you get, he's like, I don't want to see you get, the rest of them don't give a shit, but I don't want to see you get hurt because I think you're a cool guy. Yeah. So I'm just doing this to protect you, but you shouldn't come around anymore. And so I was just like booted out of the group. Dumb. And I remember like, I don't think I cried, but I was like driving away just like. You're bummed out. I was yeah. bummed out, but yeah. I was like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that was like just kind of like out of the blue. Like that was weird. And that was like, I think that was right before I met Justin and them. Because then I met those guys and I remember telling them that story and then them going like, well, it sounds like they had the problem. Yeah. You know, it's like, they, he's like, we like you. We think you're cool. Like these guys are just idiots. Yeah. You know, and I'm still friends with Justin. So it's like. I, I, they probably did have the problem. Yeah. But it's funny because, like, I just think back to, uh, and yeah, I hate to say this, but it's like, I feel like, like, I've come come through in life, and I bet those idiots are still stuck in yep. Modesto, just, yeah. like, sitting around, fucking drinking, Kicking talking about, shit. remember that guy we almost beat up? <laughs> <laughs> remember that guy you wanted to beat up? Whatever happened to him? Whatever him and yeah then they're, and, and they're uh, watching rick and morty and they're like whoa well, well <laughs> they wouldn't know that i worked on it unless they saw one episode <laughs> but at the same time it's like or no they actually they'd be watching community and be oh, like okay. whoa wait a minute <laughs> you're like that name's familiar but it, it's like it, it's kind of like uh uh i i feel that maybe if i would have lasted with those guys i would have gone down a road that wouldn't have been as yeah, yeah. you know beneficial as as if i left so, so it's it almost better. like it's almost like things happen for a reason mm-hmm. but i always think about that group and and like about like how like a certain chapter of your life is yeah. just closed you're like we had some good times yeah yeah you had some good times but then here's something crazy that same group yeah um uh the guy that i was that warned me yeah. to leave like he would, uh, he basically would cremate all his pets. 
What? And he had them, like, I looked on his mantelpiece, he had, like, all these urns. No! There was, like, seven or eight, and they were all of his pets. <laughs> and, um, there was a cat named Bobo, and, like, I would visit that, I mean, when I hung out, I met Bobo, you know, it was a cool cat. Yeah, yeah. And then one day, he goes, like, I, I was, like, hitting, like, some weed, and he goes, like, uh, we're smoking Bobo. What? <laughs> they would smoke the pets. No! Yeah! He would he would sprinkle the pet's ashes on the weed. What? And he would he would smoke some of the, whatever whenever a pet would die, it was a ritual. He would because he, he told me afterwards. What the hell? He's like you're inhaling Bobo's ashes. What's 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 that supposed to do? I don't know. He's like it's a way to, to make them become a part of you. <laughs> or some kind of like weird shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe I, I dodged a bullet with these guys. <laughs> Sounds like they were all serial killers. I know, right? Well, that, that's what I mean. Like They're like, like and you're next. Like, well, no, I just remember thinking back to like moments like that of like like I felt like, hey, this is weird. You know, like I my my inner voice is warning me that's like, you yeah, know, maybe yeah. these guys aren't like like you. Maybe it's not yeah, so they're, normal they're, to smoke your pets. Yeah, it's kinda weird. And they're all behind you on, on this wall. Because he was like pointing at all and he's like, that's uh, uh, Go Goshi and, and Dottimer and whatever you know and it's like a dog and a bird and he, he had an iguana like in a, in a sort of case and it's just like that's probably going to end up on the shelf I mean iguanas last what like five years <laughs> and then they call it quits uh, and so it's like just kind of like it was just so strange <laughs> it was just like a whole nother world of like I can't believe that he made me smoke Bobo <laughs> poor Bobo <laughs> He probably thought you thought it would be great. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think tribute. I played it cool, but I wasn't like, I wasn't yeah. down. You didn't freak out or anything. No, I didn't freak <sighs> out. I mean, there's no point in freaking out once you've already inhaled it. You know, it's like, it's already part of your body. It's like, you can't go and puke it out. It's like there. It's yeah. like, I, 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 I'm experimental. Um, so like stuff, like I don't really get like, you know, weirded out by that. But like, it's like I tried, um, uh, what's it called though? that drug that it's really fucked up it's from uh, mexico ayahuasca no no that's crazy i'll never touch that <laughs> it was um uh peyote um oh uh salvia okay yeah have you ever heard of that the stuff? one that's legal it's legal and you can yeah it's legal but i tried stuff from like mexico that was like insane it was like out of body experience <laughs> it was the crazy and i think um my reaction is taped like oh. they recorded it and like, and like, um, I kept repeating a phrase over and over. And like, I just remember being outside of my body, like looking at everything being like, holy shit. And then it's over in like five minutes. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden it's but gone. But it feels a lot, feels like a lot longer or what? No, it, it just, it definitely feels like five minutes, but it's like once you're in that five minutes, it's real intense. It's intense. And then it's gone. And then it's like, you're kind of like. It's like a dream. You're like recollecting little bits and pieces, yeah, yeah. but you don't quite like, like you can't get that feeling back. You know, it's like kind of like dying and coming back to life. Okay. It's like crazy, <laughs> but it, it's like, see, for me, that was like kind of like I had a pretty good experience, but then we had friends that flipped out. Like one guy just ran out of the house, like screaming. What? Yeah. Like he couldn't handle it because <laughs> some people can't handle it. Like, I think it's like, if you're not like used to that kind of stuff, yeah. it'll, it'll like rock your world and make you crazy. He's like, I've never done a drug before, but okay. Well, I'll I think, do I think he did do drugs, but he didn't quite, he wasn't prepared for what that was. That was too intense for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I can see that because it's very intense and it takes a lot of like, 
you gotta just like ride it you can't like fight it you can't just like go like no no i don't want this you gotta just deal with it and be like all right it's gonna end soon <laughs> you know ride that lightning out it's scary it's more scary to be on acid because it's like you're kind of trapped for nine hours <laughs> so you can't you can't just be like it's gonna get better it's gonna get better oh shit oh, oh shit the yeah, are yeah. Melting. they're definitely melting uh yeah yeah oh my god that picture is like like looking at i i once was on acid and i thought like audrey Hepburn was like sucking my dick <laughs> i had like an audrey hepburn like picture it was like a shrine to her um i was obsessed with her for a long time and like i swear to god it looked like her head came out Ooh. like and like fucking black and white was melting off her face it was so crazy and then like and then she was getting into color like yeah and she oh. was coming out and then she started like like filleting me and i was like this You're is like, amazing this is the best thing yeah it's the best thing ever i couldn't <laughs> believe it and, um, and, um, i actually had a friend that was sitting next to me that that he swear he saw something like that he even what? says to this day that he thought he saw the same thing that's weird. so i know i'm not crazy <laughs> i feel like maybe she, her ghost came out of there or something Dude, i mean ghostbusters again we're coming back to it i know that, getting it's the that ghost same, job? that's the same scene I, I witnessed that but it was like hot audrey hepburn like like well it's also like she's the last person you imagine to fillet somebody yeah, yeah. you know you don't imagine so, like Oh, well, she's it. so precious and yeah. like classy. Yeah. She's not the kind of girl that just gets on her knees and blows you. Um, and it's like it was. Totally... You gotta take her out to dinner first, right? You gotta. <laughs> Even then, she's not gonna like. Oh, I'm not going to do that. What, what are you talking about? No, never. My lips will never touch that. You know, like I, I can't do a good impression. Is she British? Yeah. Was she? Uh, I believe so. I think she was born in Austria. Okay. And or something, and she lived in Europe for like most of her life. So she more sounded like <laughs> <laughs> something like that, man. Oh, poor Take Audrey me out to dinner. Oh, please, Audrey Hepburn, don't like, don't hate me wherever you are. Huge fan. I love you to death. You're like the most perfect woman. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I get, I get self conscious about people like if they're dead. And you talk about him because then I, I feel like, what if I go home and it's just like, all the lights are out and it's just like, oh, oh my god, shit's, what was that? Your shit's all over the floor. No, I'm like, well, I heard a noise. <laughs> it's Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> it's her. She knew. Yeah, I sort of believe in ghosts, but I saw a ghost once. You did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was in. A, I was working in the movie theater and um, there was like four people in line at the concession stand <clears throat> and the last person in line was this like really old, bald, like wrinkly dude. Like you couldn't even see his eyes. And, um, he was wearing this coat and like, as the line was moving forward, he was too. And then it got to the lady that was right in front of him. And, um, I turned away for like, like a millisecond, you know, just to, just to like, uh, and I was grabbing a drink or whatever. And I was like, yeah, have a good, um, uh, enjoy your show. And then I was like, how can I help? Yeah. And he was gone. Like, just. But how do you know it was a ghost? Because, like, he just was completely gone. Like, just not even. I, w- I would have seen him walking away. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. just wasn't there. And then hmm. I was like, hmm. Well, did he look sort of ghastly and like, ooh. No. Like white, pale skin, just no, kind of like. No, he looked like a guy. Nobody is But, a like, he looked weird. Because, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, old, wrinkly, yeah, like, yeah. like, super, like, Sharpay human, mm-hmm. like, pretty much. And, um, and I was like, huh. 
I guess ghosts go to the movies too. <laughs> hey, you you you've experienced something that like well, I mean the Audrey Hepburn thing is kind of like that, but it's like I have I've always wanted to be haunted, like, yeah. and I think that's why I haven't been haunted. <laughs> the ghosts know that you want to see them, so they don't let you see them. It's like the ghosts on uh, Mario. Yeah, or same thing. <laughs> Where same once thing. you look at them, they're like. Yeah, same. That's what it's really like, and and same thing with like aliens. Like oh, I would kill to see some aliens, but I can't. Yeah. See, like I've never seen them, and it's like, it's like, um, people are like, I talk to people that are terrified of ghosts, and they're just like, "What are you crazy?" And I'm like, "But it would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Like I would have a story, yeah. and I would know because I would interview the ghost. Yeah, I'd be like, For sure. So, so what's it like? You know, what's, oh, what's what death if, like? Dude, ghost on a podcast." There you go. See, like that—that's a great idea Ghost for cast. Ghost cast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, if you could get a ghost on the show, like, I want to be there. I mean, I, 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 would, I have so many questions. I call you up. I'm like, Ahmed. Yeah. You'll never here. believe he, it. He's only gonna be here for like another twenty minutes. Like, hurry up. He's got a window. He's gonna go to heaven soon. <laughs> I'll be right there. Yeah, and it's like the light comes down, like the little stairway. Yeah. It's, like, it's like an escalator, probably. Like, <laughs> it's like uh, I I done my time. I have to go. I have to like get go to better things. It's like oh, you lucky ghost. That uh, was their unfinished business. Well, you know, heaven's got to be kind of boring, right? Because everything's already kind of like perfect. Yeah. There's no like 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 there's no um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no conflict do you know what i mean and yeah. i think life is interesting with conflict because without it it's just like oh we, we everything's fine everything's dandy we, we won every war we're just like chilling like you want some more champagne and it's like yeah sure but dude, come on man like i want to see some action like some drama something you know at least on earth we've got reality tv you know we can watch some drama but what up if, here what if here. their tv is us that's true. Oh, let's tune into the uh, Charlie Sheen channel. <laughs> He's got something coming. This will be good. Yeah. Oh, wait. You guys, you guys remember Major League? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. No. Okay. Anyway, this guy so fucking great. I mean, he really like. Not only does he have sex with a lot of porn stars, but he brags about it. You know, I mean, we, in my day, we kept that shit quiet. You know what I'm saying, Kennedy? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, Kennedy. You know what I'm he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I gotta yeah, keep I that shit quiet, man. He's like, it's a whole other ball game down down there on Earth, man. This Charlie Sheen guy is bragging about it. Oh, let's check him out. And they just like turn to his channel, and it's like, yeah. it's it's the Tiger Blood channel, right? And yeah, the Tiger. Oh, wait, you guys hear about this Tiger Woods guy, man? Holy shit! I mean, he's a golfer. Like, who would have seen as a golfer being a playboy? It's amazing. Earth is coming up with some good, some like some winners. Some good shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, the whole Tiger Woods thing was fascinating to me. Yeah, like is. I followed it pretty. He's like, what? Well, I mean, I, I'm like kind of a sternaholic. So like on Stern, okay. they were always talking about it. Yeah. So that made me kind of interested because uh-huh. the way they would talk about it would be like, they would always check in on like whatever new mistress came forward because <laughs> they all had some sort of insane story. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this one was pregnant. This one did this and that. And it's like, um, you know, it, and it makes you realize like every fucking uh, person, no matter how successful they get, um, they, they, they seem to always stick to their old like like they, they all have a vice yeah yeah and it's always something that never goes away it'll pop up again and again. yeah it'll pop up again because like i don't think tiger woods would ever would ever be able to, to cure that disease i mean like i mean 
vagina is like a drug. You know, it's just like it's intoxicating. I mean, it's like, yeah, it doesn't smell good, but it, it still has. What? No, I mean, I'm depending on it, it, depending even on the it. best vagina smells bad at some point. You know, like I, I don't know, because like I I I remember uh, I can't remember the girl, but I remember just like feeling like. This is kind of how all vaginas eventually smell. <laughs> you know, and like, it made me sort of sick. Because <laughs> uh, there, there's just like this sort of like, essence, I don't know, yeah. but it, it, it's like almost like, if, if, you're, if you're hanging out with your girl all day and she doesn't take a shower, you know, and then it's like, you go down on her and it's like, you start to gag. There's just this unforgettable stench. And I mean, I should talk. I'm sure my balls smell pretty bad most of the time. I mean, because I remember, like, if a girl went down on me, I'd kind of be embarrassed. Because I'd be like, I don't know if I fully cleaned downstairs. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I did a full wash. Maybe better, better come back up for air. You know, so I'm not, I'm no, I'm no perfect specimen. But at the same time, like, there's that. That smell that just like made me so like sick, and I was, like, couldn't look at a vagina for another two weeks. Like just, it was just like it was like horrifying. Also, like if you ever, I'm, I mean, I'm oh, sorry, this is bad. No. But have you ever dated someone and then like, you know, it's like uh, they use the bathroom, mm -hmm. and then you just walk by, afterwards, <laughs> and you smell it, and it's like. You can't get that out of your head. <laughs> and it's like really, like it's like, it's almost like it smells worse than any, than, than anything you've ever smelled in your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is, this is like, this is like dangerous territory for me because like I, I'm kind of like, when it comes to like, um, uh, scatological stuff, yeah. I'm very, very like, my stomach like turns. Like I'm, yeah. I'm total like weak stomach for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with vomiting. But the same time like i just remember like that was like the worst i'd ever smelled like in my life <laughs> and i was like at the time we had separate bathrooms yeah um because i i lived i live with my brother now but i used to live like in a place by myself yeah and i had a girlfriend and it was great because she had her own bathroom mm -hmm. and i'm glad she did because like yeah it was like it was unbearable <laughs> it was pretty bad i think it was when she left yeah. Like, she, she had gone and then left. Like, she split tent. I mean, she got out of there. <laughs> and it was just, like, still, like, wafting. And I was like, holy Wait, Jesus. So, like, so she took her shit and left her shit? No, she flushed. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's, like, leftover... Like, yeah, like, like the particles, the ghost the of the, of <laughs> the, the ghost shit. shit. The ghost shit is still lingering. You know, kind of like... Are we done here? I think I got some stuff to do before I split. Did, did my homie leave? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, homegirl left? All right. And it's like, because I was like, just, I just like, I didn't even go in there. I just walked by. And it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, oh my God. She, like, she, she ghost crop dusted you. Yeah, she did. And she got me good, man. <laughs> and it's just like, um, that's the thing is like, you know, like, after a couple of days, like, I forgot about it and then went right back to, like, you know, like, going to town. And it was just like, but I remember just thinking, like, wow, like, that was unbelievable. I've never <laughs> smelled anything so bad, like, in my life. <laughs>
<sighs> yeah, well, women. What are you gonna do? Yeah. They all they all have to shit. <laughs> that that's the thing. It's like if you ever like want to get over somebody, just imagine them shitting. <laughs> and you'll get over it. Or imagine their vagina stinking, like smelling bad. Yeah. And like that makes you with get the over stink it. lines and everything. Well, I remember like I had to get over someone quick and I remember thinking like I bet her vagina smells. <laughs> And that made it so much easier just to visualize her having a, a stinky vagina just like totally just like cured any kind of like longing I had for this person because like they kind of looked like someone who would have a stinky vagina. <laughs> Some people you can just look at and you just know like if they're not crop dusting enough that it's going to be like pretty bad down there. It'll be like funky town. And it's like that helps you a little bit. And don't take me to that funky town. Mm -mm. <laughs> I, I, I got it. I, it sucks because, like, uh, I, I, I feel bad if, if so-and-so heard this, they might think I'm talking about them. <laughs> no, probably. They probably, no. Well, you never know. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't care. Yeah. There's no way they and would know. Yeah, you didn't say names. It's fine. Well, also, like, my ex-girlfriend, she's not going to listen to this. She doesn't listen to the podcast. There's no way. She's and in a whole other... that's why it didn't work out. Well, <laughs> there's other reasons. I mean, like... The, the thing about it is, like, it's a combination of this person has to, like, really like you, but you have to, like, for me, the person has to be, like, challenging. Like, they like every day, like, you wake up and it's, like, something new. Like, they excite you, hmm. you know? And I haven't met someone like that yet. Yeah. Because that, that's, like, because once I start dating someone and we get past, like, the three or four months point... You start to really get bored. You start to go like, I, I kind of, I've seen this movie. I know where this is going. Do you know what I mean? I know how they're going to respond. And I, I hate that, that I have this like kind of snobbiness about me. But if they like shitty movies, I can't handle it. Like I, cause I don't want to see these shitty movies. And I'll say like, like, I'll be like, oh, you got to see Red Shoes. You got to see Fright Night. You got to see like, you know, uh, Planes, Trains. I, well, they probably already seen that, but it's like. I have this kind of snobbishness where I'm like, I, I what I like is good, what you like isn't good, <laughs> you know. And I kind of hold that over him, and I, I maybe I, I can be like a bully, you know. And it's like you'd be surprised, but just a little simple thing like what movies you like can dictate your relationship. Yeah. And it's like it's it's sad but true. I was talking to this girl, and um, she was telling me like a list of her favorite movies, and um, she was saying like there was a couple animated ones in there, and then. And then she was like, in Expendables, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, favorite movie? Yeah, I mean, it's entertaining, but it's not a favorite. Yeah. That'd it's... be like that'd be like if, if she was going through lists, and she's like, Expendables, Sharknado, uh, like, whoa, 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 Sharknado's your favorite movie? <laughs> I, could, I could handle Troll 2 or The Room, yeah, yeah. but Sharknado, they're kind of too aware of it being a shitty movie, yeah. right? It's yeah. like... <laughs> I, I can't even I can't even go there Troll 2 and The Room were an accident like they didn't mean yeah, to be yeah, so and that's shitty why, that's why they're great and, that, and they, they they to me are like the Shakespeare of those movies because like because there's such a, there's such a desire to, to, to make good film yeah. that's coming from such a shitty place that it's like Shakespeare I mean it's just it's almost like a happy accident it's like what a wonderful like combination yeah. you know like like uh, I almost worked for Tommy um, the guy who made yeah, the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was um, it was weird <laughs> because I didn't deal with him directly, and um, I was supposed was to. Was it do... after the room had already? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of recently. Um, 
I was supposed to do, I mean, I wrote something for him and, uh, it was going to be like an idea tailored to him, yeah. but kind of like with us knowing that he's crazy and he's weird. Yeah, yeah. And I think he takes himself too seriously. Yeah. So it didn't work out because he claims he, that the room is like, like he, he's, but it's like, like, he thinks it's a really good movie, right? Right. Well, as, well, first of all, I was upset that they wouldn't give me a free copy. <laughs> Cause like it came out on Blu-ray and I wanted a free copy. And they, wouldn't <laughs> give me one. they were going to, they're asking me to pay for it. And I'm like, I'm going to direct your next show. Like, I want to do that. And, and anyway, like, it was it was a good experience up to a certain point, yeah. but then I started realizing like there's a reason why Tim and Eric didn't work with him. Remember, because they did a pilot for him. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like there's a reason why he doesn't mesh well with people, <laughs> and it's like I kind of just got to that point where I'm like, I don't think I should do this because I was like, if I get into bed with this guy, like creatively, like and, I don't and sexually. Well, I don't know. <laughs> But, like, the fact that I didn't even get to meet him oh, was yeah. weird. Yeah, and yeah. then also, like, there was a sense of, like, something isn't right. Like, something is clearly, like, there's a reason why he's no longer making stuff. <laughs> because I don't think he quite gets it. Yeah. And he's, like, has these crazy demands. And, like, that's the other thing. It's, like, I wasn't even going to get paid. And I was, like, I, I, I can't do it. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, needed, I needed money. Yeah. You know, I got to pay rent. I yeah, can't yeah. just fucking, like, do this for free. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan. I was doing it because I was a fan. Yeah. And I wanted to see, like, like, the right version of his show. You know, <laughs> I wanted to, like, be a part of that. And, like, that would have been great. But it's, like, I, I freaked out. I was, mm -hmm. like, I jumped ship. <laughs> um, I feel bad because, like, I think I pissed off people. But I was just, like... You know, at a certain point, you have to be like, ah, it's not for me. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, at the time, I like, because I, I was going to, I was going to jump into that, but then I, I had um, a Nickelodeon, like, potential pilot cool. thing. Yeah. And that was, like, looking like it was going to happen. And so you're like, I'll jump on yeah, this Yeah, I think I'll spend more time with this <laughs> that seems like it's going to actually work out. <laughs> You know, and it, it didn't work out. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like, well, I probably dodged a bullet because getting into that situation with Tommy would have been weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, because, like, it, not only would it have been weird, but, like, he wanted to have his name, like, directed by, written by, all this stuff. Yeah, even though you... Even though I was, like, yeah, writing and directing, so I was like, and... I was like, I don't think so. No, like, yeah. I mean, there's just so much you, you, you have to, like, yeah. let go of, but then you have to kind of get with reality, like... <laughs> That can't happen. Like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it was, like, weird seeing that world, you know, and, like, this guy's, like, nuts. Like, just, like, doesn't have a clue. He's like, okay, you wrote it and directed it, but I did. And you're like, no, no. Yeah, well, what's weird is, like, um, I had a plan to do things his way, uh -huh. but then to make something on the side that was mine. And yeah. as it went forward... It was becoming more his thing mm -hmm. than mine. And the thing he wanted to do, he'd already done. But he wanted to redo it. Oh. And it was almost like he didn't learn his lesson. <laughs> from like, you, you, you didn't make something good before. Why do you think it's going to change? <laughs> and it's like, and that's why I didn't want to be a part of it. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to be a part of like, 
the 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 big problem that that just gets bigger. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then and then I'll end up talking to someone like Tim and Eric, and they'll be like, "How did you fall for that? Like, <laughs> we 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 could see that a mile away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was going to be a disaster. <laughs> you know, and it's like because I, I know them. Okay. And um and they would probably like if we got into that conversation they'd probably say that I I I talked to Tim briefly at like Comic Con and like I was so tempted to bring it up, <laughs> but it was like kind of like you know everyone was like partying and it just yeah seemed, like, not fun. the time or the place not the yeah. time to really talk shop yeah you know like me and him hadn't hadn't seen each other in a while so mm-hmm. we just kind of caught up and like I was I was like you know just kind of shooting the shit but it was like it, it, I I was like the back of my mind like. I just want to ask him and find out what his experience was because it was probably the same as mine. You know, it's just like, I don't know what they went through, but it was probably very similar. That'd be a whole other podcast. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Because I, 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 I knew them before they got Tom Goes to the Mayor and because um, they used to do one-on-one stuff. Okay, yeah. And um, me and Tim had like a mutual friend and um, one of the first conversations I had with him was very interesting because he, he convinced me to go check out like Smile yeah, because we were, I was really into Beach Boys. I haven't. Yeah, well, he he he's like a huge Beach Boys fan as as I am. Yeah, and he's like, you haven't heard Smile, and I'm oh, like, wait, no, Smiley, wait, uh, no Smile. Um, well, they just came out with a version that has all the original recordings. Okay, but it was the unfinished album that he did after Pet Sounds oh. that didn't get finished because he became like insane. Okay. Cause he was doing so much drugs that he just <laughs> lost his mind. And it was the album that was supposed to top, uh, Sergeant Pepper. Wasn't it called smiley smile? Maybe. Well, no, that, that is different, the album? beach boys album. That's okay. different. Cause that, that I think has like the remnants of, of smile that uh-huh. were completed, but smile was like Van Dyke parks wrote it. You know, wrote all the lyrics. Okay. He he's a um he was a musician, uh, songwriter, brilliant in the okay. '60s, and like that's why Smile is so amazing because he wrote all the songs. Yeah. And like Brian Wilson, just it, it's all Brian Wilson. It's yeah. none of the other Beach Boys. Yeah. This is all him oh. because he basically is like, I'm gonna make this. This is gonna be my thing. This is gonna top because you know about the whole Beach Boys Beatles, like, sort of thing. Uh, well, I mean, briefly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it started with Revolver, and Brian Wilson heard Revolver and was, like, completely floored. Yeah. Was like, this is brilliant. This is, like, where music should go. He responded with Pet Sounds. He made Pet Sounds as a response to Revolver. Okay. Paul McCartney heard Pet Sounds and was like, holy shit, now that is where music should go. (laughs) He was, like, blown away. He's like, he topped us. You know, he took what we kind of did. Yeah. And made it sort of his own thing. And this is like, there's nothing else like this album. It's brilliant. So then they did Sgt. Pepper. Mm. Brian Wilson heard that and he was like, holy shit, they're taking it up a notch. (laughs) And he's like, this is like totally the future of music. So then he began working on Smile as like an answer to Sgt. Pepper. Which was going to be a, 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 what do you call it, a psychedelic trip of his own but he did so much acid he did so much like (laughs) shrooms he was so fucked up he couldn't complete the album he went he went insane yeah like because it was he he wanted it so perfect that he went insane like the first song heroes and villains is like is like 10 minutes long (laughs) like there's a version of it that's 10 minutes long but that's like the best version like he recently came out it's called the smile sessions but it's got every recording okay because then he he redid smile in 2005, yeah, that was like just he re-recorded it. Okay, but it's like now Brian Wilson. Oh, so, so it's not as it's not as good. And yeah. like, I would check out the Smile Sessions 
because those have all the original recordings uh-huh. of all the incompleted stuff. <laughs> and even the incompleted stuff is pretty amazing. Like, okay. holds up. It's like, it's it's great. Th- those songs are all like, there's one called, uh, I think it's Surf's Up. It's just like, it's either Surf's Up or, what's, God, what is it? It, it? I can't remember if it's Surf's Up or it's another name, but the song is so brilliant. It's just so, like, it holds up to any song today. You know, nice. yeah, it's like, you got to check it out, man. I can't, I can't, but, uh, that was the conversation I had with Tim. It was like, he was like, you never heard smile. Holy shit. <laughs> and he's like, how can you like beach boys and not hear smile? And yeah. like, like after that meeting, I, I, I checked it out and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and became like obsessed with like Brian Wilson, like read every biography, read like, you know, tons about him and like researched him and like. I mean, he, he basically went so crazy that he blacked out for a couple of years. Well. He doesn't remember, like, what happened. <laughs> At one point, I think he, he was, like, threatening his wife uh, to kill her or something. He, he just, like, went insane. Well, there yeah. was the, uh, the Beach Boys stint where um, a couple of them were kind of friends with uh, Charles Manson, right? Mm-hmm. Dennis Wilson. Okay. Uh, the, the drummer. Okay. He was... Um, he was like friends with him and then tried to get him a record deal. And that's why the whole, uh, um, those murders happened because he tried to get him a record deal. The record producer thought he was insane and didn't want to do it. And then Charles Manson basically was like so pissed off that he sent the those girls to the house where he met that record producer thinking that was his house. But it was like just a party at Roman Polanski's house. Whoa. Yeah. So he thought that that was, he was getting even with that record producer when they had nothing to do with it. Dude, that's I, I've read Helter Skelter. That's like the whole <laughs> get down. Uh, but yeah, it's really sad yeah. it's that, that Dennis Wilson had something to do with it. Because <laughs> also I read this book that was like talking about Laurel Canyon and about like the days when everything was like beautiful like everybody had left their doors open yeah and it was like there was this like hippie vibe of like everyone was friends everything was cool the second that manson shit happened like everything changed like people locked their doors everything was like nobody trusted anybody it was kind of the end of like a beautiful era of like peace and friendship like all of it just came crashing down you know, in 1969. Thanks, it, Manson. Ugh. Yeah, like, just because you didn't get a fucking record deal. <laughs> Jerk. You, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, you can imagine how bad his songs were. You know? <laughs> like, they must... He's I, like, I, okay, I want to start the song with, like, the sound of girls getting stabbed. Yeah. And then end it with, like, their boyfriends getting stabbed. Right, like, right. Because we got to complete it. The circle. I, I remember some friend of mine had, like, some of his songs and showed me some. And, like, they were terrible. They were just, like... He was trying to do like a Beatles thing, but just really bad. Like he didn't have any kind of like talent, like no kind of like songwriting ability. Yeah. And he, he had them for some reason and was just playing them for me. And it was just like, it's no wonder, man. I don't know what Brian, Dennis Wilson must've been like fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I think that's when like Coke started entering the scene yeah. of that, of those, t- of that And then time. everything sounds like a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> it's like you're, you're up late before you know it, you're buddies with Charles Manson. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> like Frank Zappa was in that scene too. It was like, he, he was, I mean, but he wasn't a drug addict. He didn't do any drugs. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, 
it's a really good book. It's called like Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't think I have it anymore. Like I lent it to someone, and they lented me. They lent me like Please Kill Me. Have you read that? Wow. That's like a really good book about the New York punk scene. Okay. Uh, th- that's worth g- g- uh, reading because it's written like the Saturday Night Live book. It's all quotes. So it's all about like, it's all like quotes from Iggy Pop, from people like the New York Dolls, yeah. all those people that are in that scene. And um, like he lent me that book. I lent him Laurel Canyon and like we just didn't. You just forgot. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think I still have Please Kill Me, but it's like, it's like really good. And then there's a book about the West Coast scene yeah. called uh, We Have the Neutron Bomb. And it's great because it's the same style. Okay. It's just like you got New York and then you got West Coast. So you got like ones about like the germs in okay. in L.A. and the other yeah. ones like New York Dolls and like it starts with um, Velvet Underground. Right. You know, like they're like the beginning of the, that scene. Yeah. And then it evolves into like New York Dolls and like Ramones. Yeah. You know, all kind of just come out of that. But it's like cool if you're into that kind of history of rock and roll. Dude, I I uh, so when I started high school, I had been to a handful of ska shows. And, um, so my first four concerts were the Aquabats, but in those, did you see him when, uh, Travis was the drummer? Yeah. I actually saw them, um, like right before that and in the transition too. Yeah. And, uh, I saw them too back so I then. Knew, I knew him as Tito. Yeah. And so then when he was, in did they do the freshman two? song? What's, uh, you, you remember that song by the Verve Pipe? Uh, we were only fresh and it's a horrible song from the nineties. <laughs> but when I saw them, the, the, the did that yeah, song? the, the keyboardist came out and did it in like a sort of, uh, handicap voice. Nacho, the keyboardist. Yeah. He did it like in a, like he was like going like this and singing it like weird, but it was like, cause it was the worst song, <laughs> but it was just like his solo ballad. <laughs> Dude. I remember when there's eight people on stage yeah. in their band. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now there's five. But, um, yeah, dude. I remember the cool thing was like... Such a fun live show. They put on yeah, such a they, I, spectacle. I saw them at a college, and it was like... There was like, Let's Go Bowling was performing. Nice. All these ska bands at the <laughs> Let's time. Let's Go Bowling. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like uh, Tall Dwarfs or whatever. Um, or it was uh, Bratmobile. It was like that kind of... T- or, uh, God, what were they called? Remember Mephiscopheles? Yeah. Yeah, like, and um, Aquabats, like, were the headliner. And, like, he was doing backflips. Yeah. And then, like, he had some sort of, like, bodysuit on. The rash guard. Yeah, and then, like, he, he was sweating. And as he was sweating, like, the logo was, like, a sweat stain. <laughs> like, he had a bat logo that was, like, sweating through his clothes. That was, like, that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Like, he had some kind of thing to make that happen. And uh, they were so energetic and, like, funny. And just, like, all their songs were, like, really silly. And, like, yeah, I was, like, I, I love them. Because my friend was, like, you got to see Aquabats, man. They're great. They're great. They're great. <laughs> and they were all, like, Mormons, right? Yeah. A uh, couple of them. Yeah. yeah. I know Travis was. Was he? I think so. Wow. Because I, I, I saw him when he was in the band. And then I saw Blink-182 <laughs> when he had first joined them. Yeah. Because I went to some show with them in, like, MXPX. Okay. You know, and it yeah. was like they he had, he would he had just and Goldfinger, yeah, and he had just joined uh, Blink One Eighty Two, and this was like before they got really big. Yeah, yeah. This was like right before Dude Ranch and like uh, I think it was when Dude Ranch first came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's like kind of like when that was they, a good album. I I was really into him back then. Cheshire uh, Cat. 
Yeah, I like Cheshire Cat. Like, I mean, I, I was into that stuff at the time. Now I can't really go back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking back, like, you, you hear one of those songs, it'll pop up somewhere, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Huh. Do you yeah. remember Skank and Pickle? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was actually really into them, and I was really into Less Than Jake. Yeah, Less and, Than Jake. And I liked Bruce Lee Band. Homegrown? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. all that stuff was, like, that was my shit. And uh, Suicide Machines. Uh-huh, a little bit of them, were, yeah. were pretty good, yeah. And then, like, um, God, what was the other one? There was, like, there's like, a lot of favorites. Um, Hippos? Did you Yeah, of course. Oh, so of course. good. Gosh. And Operation Ivy. Yeah. Didn't Operation Ivy... I heard that was the first. That was like one of the first ska bands. Well, like the specials. Ska feel, like yeah. yeah but yeah. I, Op Ivy was like that. Was like kind of like because they they went on to Rancid, right? Yeah. But like they were like the the kind of beginning of that. Yeah, I because it was that, like mid eighties. Right? Yeah, I heard that. Um, that if this was before you could like just fact check it on the internet, and I haven't checked since then. But um, that Operation Ivy broke up because they were getting pretty big and they were like no that's not what we're all about whatever yeah and then i was like okay well i wish i mean you guys were great (laughs) i know i had friends that got me into all that stuff and like they were all like they all had operation ivy shirts yeah and they would tell me they were just like man vandals too oh yeah of course dude vandals like fucking (laughs) do you i even listened to a lot of like christian ska like do you remember five iron frenzy yeah and stretch armstrong right yeah and the supertones (laughs) yeah (laughs) Like, that stuff, like, um, you know what's weird is, like, there's one band that survived all that that I still listen to is, do you remember Starflyer 59? No. Oh, my God. He was, like, a Christian band. Okay. There was one guy. Yeah. But his music was, like, kind of, like, uh, uh, it was, like, emo before emo was popular. Okay. Like, it was really, like, kind of, like, Sunny Day Real Estate, like, really dark, kind of, like, you know, slow core is yeah. what they called it. And he still makes music, and it's still really good. Huh. But he's not really, like, Christian anymore. Starfire 59? Starflyer 59. Starflyer. But his brother is in a band called Joy Electric. <laughs> do, do you ever uh, hear that? I haven't heard him. Uh-uh. Yeah, but, uh, like, he was also, like, they were both, like, part of, you know, Tooth and Nail. Okay, yeah. That record Tooth label? and Nail, yeah. Yeah, yeah. MXPX was on there. Right, right. They, they were on that label, and then, like, Starflyer just kind of, like, it seemed like, I hate to say this because it's very anti-religious, but he kind of graduated. Like, he went beyond just making Christian music and entered, like, the indie scene. Yeah. And, like, his albums just kind Started of... Started making real... Yeah, his, his music just grew. Well, it, it wasn't... He never really, like, preached in his music. Yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. like, good music. Yeah. But then it, it seems like he went away from that and just became, like, a good songwriter. Okay. And, like, um, yeah, like, it's weird because, like, I heard his recent album and like one song is just like fucking brilliant. It's just like really like feel good, like pop indie kind of. Yeah. But it's almost like he was Death Cab before Death Cab. Okay. You know, he had that sound. Yeah. And then when I heard Death Cab, I was like, sounds just like Starfire. Like he's doing the same thing. Yeah. But then like, you know, it was like popular. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Ska, man. Yeah, I know. Like (laughs) those days. I mean, you just think about that was a whole like different era different like sound it's like i remember my friend telling me and he was right that ska drummers were the best drummers because they were just like fast (laughs) yeah yeah they were fast and just like they had to be like so innovative insanely fast right to keep up with that kind of like pick it up pick it up pick it up (laughs) (laughs) oh real big fish right right real big fish yeah yeah and uh save ferris (laughs) yeah dude 
Yeah, and uh, man, I could just go on and on. There was um, what was the other group that was like, oh, um, pharmaceutical bandits. I, I, who, I they're I, now RX bandits, and they're still. They're oh right, still right, right, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because I remember RX bandits, but yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't hear them before that. When they were pharmaceutical bandits, like it was like third wave, like funny yeah. stuff, like. Megan, you're my teenage idol because you're a slut, and I think that's real cool. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember Nerf Herder? Yeah. Do you remember like they did the theme for Buffy? I I know, I know. That's crazy. Cool. Um, I I remember having that first album, and I loved it. And there was a song called "Sorry." Okay. And um, at that age, like I was sort of like. I hadn't discovered drugs yet, but I remember in that song, there was a lyric of, I'm sorry I crashed through your window on acid. <laughs> I remember thinking like, like that. what does that mean? Yeah, no, well, I, I didn't know what it meant, but I remember thinking like, like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. It's just like, he's, he's, cause the whole song is him apologizing for liking this girl yeah. and for being a, a, a dipshit. But it's like the fact that he crashed through her window on acid was like the funniest lyric. Cause it was just like, I knew what acid could do to you yeah but i just was like is that what happens is like you break through windows <laughs> and like you don't feel anything and after effective acid is yeah. breaking through and windows <laughs> i just because like because me and my friend um because i got him into them you know because yeah. like he was in because he was like oh that's a star wars reference that's cool yeah and then i got him into them because they're just kind of like the joke version of weezer you know and then it was like um that lyric made my friend like crack up. He's like, that's the best lyric I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, that's great. Yeah. And, uh, like that. Yeah. They, they, but that first album is like, cause then they, they came out with other albums and they just got too jokey, you know, like bloodhound gang. They, they just became uh, like a joke. Yeah. But that first album is kind of sincere. Mm-hmm. And those songs kind of sound like, like, it's just like this guy that's a loser, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you could identify with him. Yeah. 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 And there's a song called Van Halen. Do you remember that song? <laughs> no. It's I, just, it's just him. He's into Van Halen, but yeah. then, but then when the when Sammy Hagar co- joins the band, he's he's done. <laughs> he just like hate. He's like, how could you guys like suck so much? Like, you know, what I mean, he feels betrayed. because yeah. he talks about how good the first two albums are, <laughs> and that like when he first heard Jump, he he was like jumping jumping up and down. You know, he he was like it was he was like because he, t- he talks about being in high school and being like that's the best like he was so into him and yeah. stuff. So it's like a cool like. Uh, nostalgia thing like that yeah, band yeah. was yeah never um, heard of man i remember hearing about them i never really heard them um but uh, yeah I, I found out i was like holy shit main main credits by nerf herder that's awesome from buffy yeah because I, I i recently got into buffy me pretty too. heavily yeah and i and i for the first time yeah me too like i watched it a little bit like way back when it was on yeah i never watched I never, it like saw it through and like i just never i never liked sarah michelle geller <laughs> at all and yeah. so that kept me away from it but then like actually ryan ridley was like a huge fan yeah and i respected his taste yeah so i'm like well if he likes it there's got to be something to this yeah, show yeah and then, um, and then I think it was like three years ago. I just like plowed through them all, mm-hmm. and I watched all of Angel, and I was like, I'm I'm currently currently going through all of them, and I'm watching Angel and Buffy like. That's what I did. I watched currently them, like I a... watched them as they aired. Oh, okay. Because they were airing back to back. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Because um, uh, Angel was on like uh, another network. Was it? Yeah. At a certain point, Angel. Switch networks? Yeah, and they basically, they couldn't use people in Buffy. Like, they couldn't, like, so it's like, 
a few times you had like crossovers, like, crossovers, stuff, yeah. but not as much as there should have been. Okay. Because right. at a certain point, Angel just did its own thing. Yeah. But then, like, the cool thing is that Angel, like, really, um, like, right now the theme song is going through my head. Oh yeah, I love the theme song. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> the, the cool thing is that it became its own thing, and it became just as good as Buffy. Yeah. You know, and uh, what's her face was was actually better in Angel than Cordy. She was. Cordy, yeah, she was awesome in, yeah, in Angel. So good. Like you, you became more into her character. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like the fourth season is like brilliant. That's. Uh, I think that's the one I'm on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, it's. She's already. She's already. Did you get to um, the episode where she's already accepted uh, to be like half demon? Right, right, right. Did you get to the episode where it's like no spoilers? I I, I'm not going to spoil it. The one that I just got to was uh, or just finished was the one where um, the Russian uh, ballet was in town. Oh yeah. He's like, you guys got to see it, and then he's like, you guys, this is the they're the exact same. Everything's the exact same, and so they had to like yeah. figure the shit out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's really. I, I won't say because I don't want to ruin anything. You can, like, you can give point. Well, there's an episode yeah. that's like, it's like, um, it's like a zombie episode, and it's like really good because it's like before all this zombie bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. I don't know if I've gotten to that was an angel. Yeah, it was. It was in the Wolfman and Hart gets like taken over by like zombies. I don't think so. No. Oh no. God, it's so good. <laughs> it's it's like it, it it's it's a standalone. I was talking to my friend last night about it. Yeah. Because we were watching. Um, he he had just seen uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, it's so good. I know it's great. Gosh. And and he was like, because I I made him watch it. Yeah. I was like, you have to watch it. It's great because he's not really a fan of Joss Whedon, but I'm like. This movie is a good commentary on like horror films. Yeah. It's like a great parody almost. So cool. And like. And then I told him, I'm like, there's an Angel episode that's like kind of a standalone movie, like yeah. a zombie movie. And yeah. it's like brilliant because it's like all in Wolfram Hart, like takes place in that okay. office. And it's just like a zombie outbreak. And it's like, but it's like, it's with the Angel characters, you know, <laughs> and it's like, great. It's like, just like a standalone movie, yeah. you know, and I said, that's kind of what Cabin in the, in the Woods is like, you know, it's a little bit like, like that. So good. And um, shows that like he can do a horror movie, you know, and like. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I became like obsessed. Like I like his stuff, and like I actually met. Um, I acted in a in a web short with what's her face. Um, uh, Summer Glau. Uh, no, um, from Buffy. Uh, God, why can't oh Amber Benson? Oh, uh, um, plays the lesbian lover of, okay, yeah, yeah. of Willow. Of Willow yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh I, I like met her and like and like took pictures with her and stuff and was like was like totally awestruck. Just like uh and she's like ah oh, she's gorgeous. She's like so hot. Like beyond what you'd imagine. You're like it's you. Well cuz like seeing her in person was crazy cuz just like talking to her and like that's like I felt like a creepy fan cuz I'm just like like all these idiots that talk to her, you know. But I was like she was so nice and like just like excited that I was a Buffy fan, you know, and and like you know who she's married to. Uh-uh. You you remember the guy in Buffy that like the villain guy, who like shoots her. Uh. When what season is that? He's the guy that builds the robot, like the Buffy robot. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember he's kind of a the villain. Nerd, the nerd guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's her husband. <laughs> <laughs> and they. That's they have like a band together, like they do music together. What? Yeah, but isn't that crazy? Because he's the one that like shoots her. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like they they ended up getting married. Like, that's awesome. 
That's like so awesome. And um, because like I I because I, I like uh, before I met her, I like did research because I was like I was like oh she's got to be married. You know what yeah, I mean? There's yeah. no way she's single. <laughs> and like yeah that, that and I was like that's her husband. Like that's crazy. <laughs> I loved the I loved the episode where the three nerds got together and they were like. Let's take over Sunnydale. <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? That, that's they, a great episode because up, like they're like fucking out because it's more like like Buffy's like like the, annoyed by them yeah. than, than she is like. But that like whole a time skip thing, like I was like, whoa, that is messed up. Like they right. can focus it on one person and like yeah. and then it's like ten minutes later and she's like, wait, no, I wasn't. What? What's happening? I, I like the episode where where like they all like they don't remember anything. What is it? Like, uh, oh yeah, where yeah, uh, like Willow did it. Yeah, she, she does that spell. She's like, oh, zubba, zubba, forget whatever. Yeah, and like all of them forget, and then remember, yeah. like there's that great scene where they open the door and they see the vampires and they all scream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was like my screensaver for a while, or like my wallpaper. It's just the shot of them all screaming. This <laughs> is like the the best what do we scene. Do? What, do we, what do we do? What yeah, do we do? and and I, I like it's like the two people that hate each other, wasn't it? Like. Um, uh, uh, Giles and Gile, Giles, Giles and, and um, uh, freaking Demon Girl um, right. Anya Anya yeah, yeah. they they like, like I guess we're I guess we're married together. Like, I guess we're married yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she just got engaged to yeah yeah <laughs> to it's like the two people that hate each other it was so good <laughs> Tablu Rasu or something it's called yeah and that episode is great and there's like I, I like the one where um, of course the musical is good. Yeah. Like that's like, oh, dude, the episode where her mom dies. Oh, I was bawling. Dude, that's kind of like Six Feet Under. Their whole show is based on that episode. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, it's... I never saw it. It's I probably not. It. It's probably not, but it, the feeling in that episode oh is the gosh. same. It's just like... Heavy, man. Very heavy, like, and, oh. and what a what a brilliant stroke of genius to, like, just... Yeah, make just everyone throw it in there just like, to make everyone what? kind of like turn your world upside down yeah because the first time i saw it i was like i can't believe this is the same show yeah that i felt like it's an episode of six feet under because it was like so fucking dark so it was, serious and dark yeah, yeah. and like it, oh. you, you it just happened out of nowhere it, it kind of that's the kind of thing about six feet under it's like it, it's a show that like and that episode does that where like death just happens yeah it just it's 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 something that is a part of life but like you don't see it coming but it just like that it just switches the lights off yep. and before you know it you have to deal with it and like that episode captures Oof. captures it so perfectly it's like whoever wrote that i'm not sure if it's joss whedon or whatever probably experienced death yeah and was like i want that same I feeling want, yeah yeah you know to like come to the viewers oh and that's gosh. what happened yeah uh, it's crazy too, cause like she was such a great character, like the all loving, like unconditional love mom, and like she's kind of quirky, and like you're just like, oh man, like that'd be cool if she was my. She's mom. in, she's and, like, in like some eighties movie. She's like from a lot. She's been in some stuff. Like I've seen her in this other. Oh, I think she's the mom on like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Really? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, definitely. She, cause, on the Max, first one? Yeah, because Max Hedrum is like her husband. It'd be the first one and second one, because I remember the third one was like totally, everyone, everything was different. Yeah. Except Rick Moranis was still in it, I think. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I, I think she's not his wife, but the wife of the neighbor oh, of Max Hedrum. Oh, okay. You know, okay. like, I think that's like, because like she, she's, 
Because when I saw Buffy, I'm like, she looks so familiar. Like, she's like in some 80s thing. And yeah. like, it was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, that first movie is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was okay with the second one. With the kid getting really big. and like, I, I didn't see that one. He, no, I, I think I he, did like, see picks it. up the car and like there's people in it. And he's like playing with it on the I on don't the remember. I remember the series. <laughs> <laughs> like I used to watch the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like I'm like the only person that probably watched Weird Science the show remember the show uh, on USA oh my gosh I think I did see I think I saw the show um, it was before kind of I saw like, the movie like yeah, I, it I was, hadn't seen the movie and it was, was kind it. of like Parker Lewis you know <laughs> it was like that it yeah. was like super ridiculous yeah. and, ridic- and silly and I remember liking it like I can't even remember the actors like oh like, the main girl was, like, so hot. Like, I can't remember what else. She, she was, like, a model or something, but she was, like, gorgeous. <laughs> like, she was in some other, like, movie or something, but, like, not the Noxzema girl, but in that zone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's funny that you know what I'm talking about. Noxzema, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, like, she looked like the Noxzema girl, but, like, way more, like, like exotic looking yeah like yeah and not so uh, much the maybelline girl but no we're, we're talking we're leaning more towards noxima <laughs> like the noxima was definitely doing something right <laughs> it was it was, uh, was cleaning out her pores real right good. it was real uh, doing its job yeah i'd have to say noxima worked even though i used that shit and didn't work for me <laughs> i tried it all i tried clearasil i tried stridex <laughs> Nothing worked. Oxy, uh, uh, what were the... Uh, I had to send away for something, and I can't remember the brand, but it actually worked. Proactive? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I sent away, because like my acne was getting bad, yeah. and, I, and I sent away for that stuff, and that worked. Because they had this aloe, okay. like sort of stuff that you put on after you do the cream, ah. and then it just seemed to do the trick. And uh, also like, um, <coughs> like uh, rubbing alcohol... <laughs> Worked? You pop a zit. Oh, because it dries out your skin. Yeah, and then you just dab on a little bit of rubbing <laughs> alcohol, and it dried it up. Yeah. And it kind of made it go away. And my dad my dad basically told me that rubbing alcohol solves everything. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you can see, but I have a sty. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, my dad tried to get me to put it... Put I, I visited home, and he tried to get me to put it on there, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. And he, and he said, like, he's like, rubbing alcohol serves, solves anything. It's like any problem. <laughs> it's That's like the like, Windex thing with uh, the big fat Greek wedding. Right, yeah. It's like um, <laughs> Middle Eastern parents think that one one uh, cure chemical can cure everything. It's like, I'm not putting that shit in my eye. You're like, no thanks. <laughs> Like, I had to, like, put my foot down and be like, no, I'm going to go to the drugstore and buy ointment. There's ointment for your sty. It's not, I'm not putting rubbing alcohol in my eye. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to go blind. He's like, fine, fine. Don't go blind. Fine. See if I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's going down. It's like, um, it was really bad before I left. It was, like, puffed out. Mm. And just, I couldn't see, you know. I had one eye, like, I had to, I had to always have a compress. You had... One, I was going to say one eye blind, but that's not the band. Mm. Third eye blind. Yeah, who uh, I was into. <laughs> um, I, so I've been going through X-Files, and I've noticed a lot of bands got their band names from X-Files. Really? Yeah, I was like, Eve 6? Uh-huh. It's a great episode. Right. Like, you watch that episode, and you're like, holy shit, no wonder why they chose that yeah. for their band name. That's cool. Foo Fighters? 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's from X-Files? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. They, they were talking about, like, um, like um, experimental government um, uh, planes and jets and stuff, and they they were supposed to be, like, cloaked or whatever, and yeah. the, the so-called Foo Fighters. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's definitely where they got their name. That's crazy. Because <laughs> a lot of that's, like, all 90s stuff. Yeah. Um, Three Doors Down, I think, was another one. But <laughs> it's funny because all these bands like you can't listen to anymore. <laughs> it's weird how all of that music, that alternative stuff, just kind of like dissipates. Fizzled. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I can kind of get down with Gin Blossoms. Okay. Some of their songs are kind of still catchy. <laughs> yeah. But most of that stuff like Eve Six and like Fastball, you can't oh. you can't go near. Dude, I actually saw Fastball in concert on accident. Yeah. And the reason an accident is because they, um, I always say that if like they opened for someone else or someone else opened for them, I saw my buddies, uh, get back Loretta. They opened for fastball yeah. at the belly up tavern in uh, Solana beach. Uh-huh. And, um, and I stuck around for fastball cause I was like, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. And they were really good. Like they had an al- a new album that was like 2011 or 2012 yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. And I was like, way to go. Yeah. Way to stick it out, fastball. <laughs> yeah, because you can only remember like one song, yeah. really, from like their 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 like. Um, I like when you see like. Don't you know that every road that we walk on is paved? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Same with like what is it like flagpole sitter? You know, like, yeah, yeah. Like the only reason I like that song is because of Peep Show. Uh, Have you ever seen Peep Show? No. It's like a British show. It's amazing. It's like the best British show. It's. British Seinfeld. It's great. Oh, it's the two... Uh, I know... Yeah, I know the, the guys two guys... Are, live, yeah, it, they're yeah. all on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But their theme song is Flagpole Sitter. And it's paranoia, like... Paranoia, paranoia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like... They, they make that song, like, actually amazing. Like, that's a great song. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's funny because that's the only song that... Like, what, Harvey Danger? That's, yep. like, their only yep. song. The, right? uh, the, other, the other time I remember that song from is that movie, Disturbing Behavior. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, it's totally good for this movie. It's like perfect. It, it feels like the guys from Peep Show watched that movie <laughs> and they're like, that has to be our theme song. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because their first season, it's it's just music. It's yeah. just like instrumental and it's like kind of like not that good. <laughs> and then season two, it's like, bah, 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 bah. And it's just like, it kind of fits the show. <laughs> You know, it's like the lyrics kind of fit the show. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's like kind of like the characters have that like that sort of like it's a great show, man. It's 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 still going. And it's, it's sketch, right? It's like no, no. It's it's um it's a sitcom. Oh, okay. It's two guys that live together, and they're both radically different. One is like a super nerd. The other one's like a party guy. Okay. And it's just like their lives. And, like, one of them has a crackhead friend who's, like, the best character, uh, Super Hans. And um, it, it's a fucking hilarious show because it's all about, like, relationships. The, yeah. the brilliant thing is that the show is, like, if a character... <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. <coughs> if a character's... Yeah, I'm fine. If a character's talking to another character, it's, like, they, they, they do a thing where he's talking, but then he's thinking something else. Ah. And then they have this inner monologue. Okay. That's great, and they always do that, and the, they do it so well that it, it like lends to the show. Like do they to, do they do it where like 
they're talking, but all you hear is the inner monologue, or they talk and then you hear the. They do both. Like they'll switch it up. They'll do like where you hear the monologue before he talks to the person, and then he'll contradict what he's actually saying. (laughs) So it's like funny, and then he'll be saying just like random shit that doesn't matter, and you just hear what he's thinking. You know, he's just like, "Oh my god, this is so boring. How do I get the fuck out of this situation?" (laughs) You know, and it's like it's great. It's like uh, I can't recommend that show enough. If you've never seen it. There's an episode that's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen on a, on a TV show. Like I don't want to spoil it for you because no, like no. it's like season three or four. Okay. But like it really holds up. It's <laughs> and each season is like six episodes. Is it the BBC film style where it's like looks kind of weird? Like um, there's no lens on the camera. Like it's do you know it's, what I'm talking about. It's weird because they shoot it like very like first like um like POV. A lot of stuff is POV. Okay. It's kind of better shot than a lot of uh, BBC shows. Okay. So it's a lot of, it's like handheld. Oh. And it's like, it, I mean, it is a work of art. I mean, it's like a brilliant show that I don't think, like, I know a lot of people that like it. Yeah. But it, 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 it's something that hasn't really, like, like, I think they tried to do an American version, but didn't work out. Is it still going? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's on, like, season nine. What? It's fucking awesome. It's, like, so wow. funny. And, like, the two main guys have a sketch show called that Mitchell and Webb look. I've heard of that. Yeah, so that's like I've sketch comedy. That's what you were thinking of. Yeah. Because they, they... But that is a little bit like... There's some funny sketches. But Peep Show... I think it's like writers from uh, Alan Partridge. It's like really good writers. Okay. like Or Todd Margaret. Have you seen that show? Yeah. The same writers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... The writing is like... <laughs> fucking great it's like so spot on oh, it's dude. like great yeah Todd Margaret uh. yeah they're doing another season really yeah because at the end of the second season it seemed like that was the end of everything I know but they're doing more which oh, is awesome that's so great I know I just heard about it oh man I just heard about it well th- what they probably did was like they released this first one, second one, and then they were like, let's let it sit and yeah. see how it's received. That's what I think happened. Well, I think because also... it's been a couple years, right? Well, I think what also happened is the writers went back to Peep Show. Oh, okay. You know, and they just were like... They were probably like in between <laughs> Peep Show seasons, like writing Todd and Margaret, and then like... <coughs> and then they're so like... Dumb. They decided so to dumb. do, to do so like great. another another season because like... Well, and, and the other thing is, like, most British shows only go two seasons. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they probably did that. And they're and, just like, we're done. Yeah, and they're like, we're done. But then they, they probably, like, like you said, like, there was a good reaction. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, we should just do another season. <laughs> like, uh, do you watch Red Dwarf? That still goes. Really? Yeah. It's still on? It's, they had a... New? Uh, yeah, they had season 10. They did, like, two years ago. 10? Yeah. But it's been going on for longer than 10 years, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like... Or... They, they, so they don't put one out every year. No, the, season eleven is is coming. Wow! I just heard. Like I, <laughs> I am a that is I am so obsessed. with I used that to show. watch it back when it was. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. It's like when, well, because they did I a think... in two thousand nine they yeah. did a miniseries. Okay. That was like back to earth. Okay. So it was like I don't want to spoil anything, but right, it was right. like <laughs> they finally go back to earth, mm-hmm. and then um, they did season ten. But they skipped season nine. <laughs> but it's brilliant because they were like, they acted like they did season nine. And that was their best season. So they referenced season nine. That all this crazy so they shit. they stuff that no one has seen. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't do season nine. They just referenced that it was like their biggest, their most amazing season. 
And in season 10, that's like the joke, you know? Or no, no, it's in the miniseries. They, oh, okay. they reference it. And they, they, they make jokes about it. And then season 10 is just a whole other season. Yeah. And it, it's... Um, I mean, they're all older, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. but it's still got that, like... I bet it still has the it, same yeah. feel. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I still watch The Simpsons. Oh, of course. I mean... And, like, there's so many people who, like, totally shit on it, and I'm like, in in essence, like, it's still good. Like, it's still The Simpsons, still the same... Well, in the same situation as some Red of, Dwarf... Some of the same writers like, are still there. The, the same situation as, like... Because we're so invested in these characters, <laughs> yeah. they can almost do no wrong. Yeah, I mean, let's they, keep they, going. They, of, of course, <laughs> are never going to recapture that glory. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you watch it for those characters. Yeah. Like, like you watch Red Dwarf to see Lister and Rimmer. You know, it's like you watch Simpsons to see Moe and, and, and Principal Skinner. You know, it's like, yeah. we love those characters, so we'll keep watching. Yeah. That's like, it, it's that's the situation. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why, like, Simpsons is still good. Um <clears throat> Like I still drop in from time to time, and I'll watch it, and and yeah, I, I still get a kick out of it. Yeah, there's a Simpsons Futurama crossover coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Where they have to, um, I think the plot is um, Bart's booger, uh, like causes the end of the world or something. Right. And so, <laughs> and so they have to like go back to when he was about to like flick the booger or whatever he does. And then, yeah. They have to, like, stop him. I think they, I think, like, Bender, like, comes out and he's, like, wants to kill him or something. And they're like, no, right. no, no, we don't have to kill him. Like, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Well, that's, like, cool because, like, man, Futurama should have never ended. I know. Yeah, those new ones were awesome. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. It, it's like they never, they never lost a beat. They mm-hmm. just, like, picked right up where they left off, yeah. you know? And, like, I was really into it. And I'm like... <laughs> It sucks that it got canceled again because it's like, I don't think anyone was watching it. Yeah. You know? Well, I was waiting for them to come out on DVD. Yeah. And then I would just buy the season and watch them all together. Yeah, like with the what they did with the movies when they came out with the first Yeah, movies. with the movies. Yeah, yeah. Same I love, thing. I love it when uh, the, for the first movie and they're like... Um, Yes, those people at the at the box factory, like they they shut us down. <laughs> it's like the B, but then it's like flashing so that it says F, Fox, and then uh, and then the Leela's like, what does this mean for us and our many fans? And there's a bunch of fans behind her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 <clears throat> they kept that Simpsons like style of like uh, insulting fox you know and yeah. joking about it and like that's so funny because it's like clearly like the network is like full of shit you know what I mean? yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's like great because we know what we like, like yeah well i rewatched um the state and so oh man and like there's so many jabs at mtv <laughs> it's great it's great because there's one there's one where michael ian black is talking to the camera yeah and everyone's behind him and he's like why can't we get tickets to unplugged He's like, and then he, he like, he like points to a TV where it's like an unplugged performance. And then he points out like that person works in marketing. That person works in accounting. And he's like, how come like we can't get free tickets? We have a show. Why don't we get free tickets to unplug? 
You know, and it's like, it's hilarious. And it's like so, and then there's one episode where they flash on the screen like where the holiday um, MTV party is going to be. They just flash it for like two seconds and it says the date and the address. And so I feel like they probably did that to be like, fuck you because we weren't invited. Yeah. You know, and, and it's and like, I bet, show everyone. Like, yeah. And then a, be. a bunch of people probably showed up. Like, like that's hilarious. Yeah. And like, so like they have all kinds of jabs and then they have one where they read like a like a critic making fun of their show <laughs> and so then they read they read his letter and they basically address like what he's saying and they try to, they, they basically do exactly what he says like what they need to do like they do a skit that's like yeah. that's like a, a brilliant like, like novel. this would fix it or whatever like. yeah it's like it's like a brilliant novel because he's like why don't you have why don't you do recreations of like no scenes from novels <laughs> And so they do a scene from a novel, but then it turns into a shitty sitcom. <laughs> and it's like Ken Rito coming out being like, oh, what's going on here? You know, he does like a catchphrase. Yeah. So they're basically like, like shitting on this critic. It's so funny, man. It's like, man. And it's like, it sucks because that's definitely what got them canceled. Oh. You know, I, well, I don't know. I, I heard that they went to, they got a deal with CBS uh-huh. and they were going to, they, they did a pilot like for their show but then um, they probably still wanted to do what they were doing. But then CBS was like, well, no, I think what happened was like, I, I, I got to research this to figure out if I'm right. But I think Lauren Michaels like, like um, paid CBS to not air it. What? Like he bought him out. Oh, wow. Because he didn't want them to be competition. Huh? Something like that. And then CBS didn't go through with it because I think they made the pilot and CBS was like, cause like, CBS bought the show as it is. Yeah. They're like, you know, this is like a huge thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you guys are the next wave, you know? But then like, like Lauren Michaels was like freaked out. Like, just like, no, like, I don't want any competition. Or, no, I, well, I, he's, don't, I don't think this would be a good idea for us. So. Well, he's kind of <laughs> smart because he knows like. That's my shitty Lauren Michaels impression. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, that's how he sounds. Uh, but I mean, it's like, he knew like, like if I have any competition, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I, I, I'm the only game in town. I can't let anyone else come up. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I gotta, I'm pretty sure like that's why their CBS show didn't happen. Huh. But like that, that's kind of what like derailed them or whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, their show is like amazing. Like it's like those skits like for back then are just really ahead of their time. Yeah. They're really good. I need to, yeah, I need to go back and watch. I saw a couple episodes of, um, Upright Citizens Brigade when it mm-hmm. was on. And I remember this one specifically where um, Amy Poehler and I think I think the husband in the sketch was um, Matt Walsh, and uh, she was she was like getting into journaling. Yeah. And then she got like way into it, and then she was like writing every single. Oh, word I remember that, that one. Say. She talks about her period. <laughs> She and then everyone's like, grossed out. She was yeah. like, remember that time that we donated blood? Well, I saved an extra pint. Yeah, it's yeah, right yeah. here. Like. Yeah, oh, God. That show, too, was, was pretty amazing. Yeah. I always like the one where... Um, uh, there's one where uh, <clears throat> uh, Matt Walsh is like... Uh, Amy Poehler is like a uh, is like a whore. And she's like um, a job interview for like a coffee shop. Yeah. And then it's like Matt Walsh is like, because she's talking about all the things she won't do. Yeah. And it's like all these like sexual terms. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, you're clearly not qualified for this job. And then, and then she's like, what did you want to be when you were young and beautiful? You know, did you want to be working at a shitty coffee shop? And then he, he like has a moment where he's like, 
No. You know, and then it's like, I wanted to be an astronaut. And then it like cuts to a montage where like like she's like dangling objects in front of him and he's like like he's in zero gravity. And, like, and then it shows him with like a he's got like a coffee pot as a helmet. And he's like pretending he's an astronaut. And it's like so funny. It's like totally like and then and then it's like uh he gives her the job. He's like, You got the job and she's like, Oh thanks, you know, it's like and then he just like takes off like he's gonna be an astronaut. <laughs> and it's like so fucking funny, man. It's like yeah. <laughs> but like he, Matt Walsh is like the funniest guy, he's I think. Yeah. So awesome. I, I actually was uh I, I, I didn't want to talk about this, but I was kicked out of U C B uh the, oh. the, the, the you yeah. know, theater uh-huh. by Matt Walsh. <laughs> uh, which was sucky because I'm a from, fan from classes or from like a performance. Um, <clears throat> there, there was a state reunion. Okay, <clears throat> and uh, it was like in 2009, I think. Mm-hmm. I have a T-shirt from it. Okay, and uh, I waited in line for like two hours. Yeah, and I couldn't get in. And the cool thing is like David Wayne and Joe Trulio and all them yeah. came out and gave us shirts yeah. that said I couldn't get into the state <laughs> reunion. Yeah. And uh, that was really cool. Like I'm glad I stuck around for that. <laughs> and then I and then there was this guy next to me that I worked with and he was kind of an idiot. Yeah. And he was like, Hey, let's just uh, sneak in and I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm uncomfortable and he's like, No, come on, like you know, by the back door they leave it open. Yeah. So the back door was open. We walked in and, you know, it's like kind of the side stage to yeah. where we could watch the show. Yeah. But as I walked back there, like I just followed him because I'm just curious. Yeah. But I kind of was feeling like this is wrong. <laughs> and um, Sarah Silverman's right there and so is Steve Agee. Now, I know both of them. Yeah. And they were both like, hey, Abed, what's up? And they were looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, like, like AG looked at me like, are you insane? Like, you're fucking going to get thrown out. Like, he just gave me a look like, don't do this. Don't do this. And, like, Sarah Silverman was kind of just like, oh, hey, what's up? And then um, next thing I know, Matt Walsh, like, walks up and he's just like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I, um... Uh, you know, I, I I don't know what to say. I'm like kind of blathering, yeah. and he's just like, "All right, get out, both of you, get out of here." Yeah. And he's like, "If you don't leave, I'm gonna call the police." And I was just like, "That's Matt Walsh." He's like, "I'm a huge fan." <laughs> Holy shit! And I I felt like shit because Ag like knows me, but he didn't stick up for me. Yeah, you know, he just kind of was because actually was the show going on. Yeah, like, the show was happening? going on, okay. and like. Honestly, like, uh, at the time, I was very pissed that yeah. AG didn't stick up for me. Yeah. But then I realized he was probably just as scared as me. Yeah, yeah. Like, he didn't really know Matt Walsh, so he was like, probably just like, oh, shit, dude, Abed, yeah. you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, like, Matt Walsh is, like, pushing us outside, just, get out, get out. And then we leave, and I'm just, like, thinking, like, well, that was kind of cool. <laughs> you know that he threw us out you know yeah. and then like sarah silverman came out and she's just like uh what the fuck were you doing <laughs> she's like why did you do that and i'm like i don't know i, I couldn't get in and but she's just like she's just like well you shouldn't have pissed him off he's like he can get a little mad you know because she felt bad she came out and she was just like why would you do that why would you are you crazy yeah. <laughs> and i was just like i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't know what i was doing and then like uh she leaves and then um like, anyway, so me and that guy leave because yeah. we're just like, oh, well, whatever. We tried. <laughs> and then, like, years later, 
um, I'm with Rich Falcher, like we're hanging out, yeah. and he introduces me to Matt Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, Matt, this is my podcast partner. This is Ovid. And then I shook his hand, and I'm like, should I tell him that we've met before? <laughs> and I was like, kind of just like, I don't know if I should bring it up. Because like, I, I just pr- played it cool. Like, oh, hey, man, what's up? You know, nice yeah, to meet yeah. you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I, I, I think I brought up that I was a fan or whatever, but I didn't bring up that situation. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I told Rich later, and he's like, oh, it's a good thing you didn't. Man. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> You're the fucker that yeah. threw me up. Well, because Rich did, he used to do improv with all of them. Okay. Yeah, he, he um, before they got a show, he was, like, kind of, like, would do live sketches with them. All right. Yeah. Because Matt Walsh was, like, good friends with Rich. <laughs> um, you, you know, and it was, like, kind of, it was kind of interesting, like, you you come back to that 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 meeting that person and like you don't want to like you know, yeah yeah bring out the old stuff and... you, it's very fortunate he didn't remember yeah because it would have been like really or maybe he did remember but he was just like eh, I'm not gonna it's like I don't think he did or... I, it was like so long ago yeah. before that it was like I mean I met him in like again in like two twenty eleven yeah and that happened in two thousand nine so, so he a couple probably years and, yeah, yeah 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 which is like good for me uh, I gotta use the bathroom. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. And I'm going to grab another soda. Do you want me to grab your water? Uh, yeah, but, um, I mean, I, I think we're good, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you got to Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to get going in a second. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I just, um, I wanted to bring up, um, Community and Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you want to, like, quickly go over that. Yeah. So well, what do you want to know? What have you done on Community? Like, because you, you are the inspiration for the character Abed. I am. I I auditioned for the part, but I didn't get it. Right. Yeah. And then um, uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's where the story ends. Did you Did you write on it, or did you? No, uh, no. I've tried. Okay. Well, I emailed Dan couple times asking if i could work on the show and uh he didn't respond uh but i mean at the same time like um i i'm just now starting to develop my my writing um uh style or no like like uh career kind of yeah so so i've just started like on rick and morty so that's like kind of just starting so in his defense, it's like I don't have the experience of a yeah. writer. Yeah. I mean, I've written stuff for the internet, but I haven't done anything fully like professional. Yeah. So I think maybe that's the reason. But like, um, yeah. So and I and I was an extra in one episode. Oh, of like, community. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, um, but when I went there, it was amazing because everyone was excited to see me. <laughs> like everyone, I know everybody. You're like, this is real Abed. Yeah. So they were all just like, <laughs> oh, you got to be in this shot. You got to be in this shot. Like, everyone was like really nice and like. Gillian is like the nice. She's so sweet. Like yeah. me and her. Like basically, like I was sitting there, and then she saw me, and she's like, "Hey!" Started talking to me. She's all excited, and then like my friend Rob, you know, Schraub was Rob like, Schraub. was like, uh, "Why are you bothering the actors? Like, leave them alone." <laughs> and then I'm like, "She, she said hi to me. Like, yeah. I know her, you know, and like anything." And it was like funny, but he was joking. Yeah. But it was like that was cool because everyone was super nice. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, like, uh, that was fun, but, um, I, I don't have much to do with the show. So Rick and Morty, though, like, you... Yeah, I... I've, did you write it all in season one, or did um, you jump I, on in season two? 
I've I'm on both seasons. Okay. Uh, I I wrote on season one on one episode. All right. And um, it's the interdimensional cable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we and talked so about that, I remember. right, a lot of those like bits are like my jokes, like baby <laughs> legs and um, the the gopher butts. And <laughs> I got that and, shirt. I got the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually got that shirt because my friend that was with me was like, "Oh, he came up with that joke," and so they gave me the shirt. Oh, nice. <laughs> like at the booth. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, I, I worked on that season, and um, uh, I sort of, like, helped, like, with the, the opening, you know, like, the, the theme opening song. credits. And, like, yeah, like, that. I think I, like, came up with some of the ideas that they used. Like, I think the one where uh, Jerry's having a baby was my idea. <laughs> I think. I mean, I don't, because it's, like, um, it's it happened, like, like almost two years now so it's like hard to remember what i came up with but yeah. like um and now i'm 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 work i'm currently working on this season yeah so that's pretty cool do you do you know when uh this this will this episode will come out um december beginning of december mm-hmm. um but uh do you know when the second season is supposed to start i have no out? idea mm-hmm. i i don't know i mean it's up in the air i think i think they kept changing it okay but i don't know exactly when mm-hmm. i i i I think it's pushed till later. Yeah. But I don't know when. Yeah. Yeah. Like I because with Adult Swim, like there's there's a lot of shows that like come in and out and like yeah yeah and, like, yeah. I, I it's it's a show that takes a long time to make. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, because each episode is very like, um, it's a lot of work. It's like so much work, and then stuff changes like a lot. So yeah. it's like hard to tell when something's going to be finished. So I think like, luckily, Adult Swim is very patient. You know, and they yeah. love the show. Yeah. So it, <laughs> they're, like, Let's keep it, they're this able going. to do that. Like, yeah. Um, we but, love you guys. And... Right. But I, I, I don't know when it's airing. I have no idea. But it's like, um, I mean, it, it's actually interesting because that's my first big television gig. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I, I've, uh, I was in development at Disney for a long time, hmm. but it, it didn't happen. Me and my friends sold a pilot, but then it didn't happen. And then, um, like, I also worked. Uh, Sort of freelance on Uncle Grandpa, okay. Because uh, my friend is like a director over there, All right. yeah. and um, but like I didn't like I tried out for a writing position I didn't get it, and I tried out for a writing position for Clarence and I didn't get it. <laughs> so it's like it's not easy. It's yeah. like, but it's because I don't have like experience. Yeah, you know, it's like I haven't written for a bunch of stuff, so it's like. It's hard to until they can until well, they see what you've done or whatever. Like. I've only gotten hired by friends yeah. who know that I can write, yeah. but it's like it's hard because like those are the only people that have hired me, and like whenever I've tried out for something where someone doesn't know me, but it's like someone works can, for that person. Yeah. They're recommending me, but the person they're like above vouching for you and is like, like I never heard of this guy. You know, it's <laughs> like where is his experience? And they always check my credits and they don't see much. Yeah. So it's like that doesn't work out. <laughs> so it's very difficult. And um but I'm also like I, I pitch I've been pitching like for almost like um like five years now and yeah. just like haven't had luck. It's like tough. Yeah. It's like I've, cause I've, I've had ideas that I'm like, I should just keep pitching this idea, but then you, you get discouraged, you know, you're just like, ah, I'm going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. So it's like, I, I've gone from like, you know, this idea to that idea to like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, uh, Disney, like yeah. I've been all around, yeah, and like yeah. mostly animation. Like I haven't pitched anything live action. Okay. Um, but it's like, uh, I, I have an idea for a live action show. I just like have to put it together, like the concept, but that's like something that's like, you know 
it's what I have to work on. And the movie. That movie you were talking about. Right. No, that, that'll never happen. <laughs> what, what would you call that? Uh, I think I would call that... Um... Cheers to the world. No, it would be it would be like a name like Cheers. Mm-hmm. The name of like the coffee shop maybe like uh Jeers. Yeah, Jeers. <laughs> something like that, like maybe um Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. Uh Jitters. Jitters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that it would just be like a Cheers kind of name. Cuz it's a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. And, like... and then I would want it to be like you don't know going into that movie what it's going to be. Yeah. Like you find out that it's crazy. <laughs> I think I think um uh if if I was to do a movie, I'd want to do something like horror, you know, yeah. or like a serial, like something like that, like something like crazy, like heady, like psychological, yeah, but and... also like kind of comical, like a little bit like Tusk. Yeah, I still haven't seen that, but I heard it was good. I liked it a lot. I mean, yeah. I I thought it was like that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> I like the style of it's kind of like can't be taken seriously, but it's a little bit dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of movie that I would want to do. Because, like, I, I kind of like that. Like, I, I come from... A, I'm a big horror fan of, like, the 80s stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of those movies that are that are silly and, and goofy and fun. Yeah. And that kind of campiness is what really drives me. I mean, like, <clears throat> I don't know. In a, in a perfect world, I'd have, like, a budget and, like, someone that would give me all this money that'd be like, make this movie. Yeah. Make whatever you want, and I could do that. <laughs> but it's, like, at the, at the, at, for the time being, I'm still trying to get, like, a job yeah, yeah. writing on, on something. Something yeah. steady. And yeah, then, something yeah. steady that's, like, and it's just, it's very difficult. It's, like, it's like like you said, it's it's very, it, unless they know you, you can't get hired. It's, like, really yeah. crazy. And it's, like, um, <clears throat> all my friends, like, write. Like they all work for these shows now. Yeah. And um, you can't. Uh, it's very competitive, which is annoying, because like yeah. I'm not competitive. <laughs> I just kind of do my thing, and like I, I I think I'm good at what I do, but I I don't like. I'm not trying to like. I don't want to like. Uh, take anyone's job. Edge someone out. Yeah, or, that's you know. not my way, and like um like I kind of know that that's what it's like. You know, and so, I mean, part of me feels like kind of bitter that yeah. so and so is is hired and I'm not because yeah. I'm like I'm better than them. <laughs> but at the same time, like you know, it's it's a matter of like hustling. It's like you got to sell yourself. Yeah. And I'm not good at that. Mm. I'm I'm not good at like being a salesman. Yeah. Like I I'm just what I am. You know. Well, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to be like the elevator pitch guy. That's like. Yeah, I, it, yeah, and it's like, like hands you the card in between their fingers, and you're just like, D- kid, I, I get that all the time, and 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 I don't like it because it's fake, it's phony, yeah. and it's like I know a lot of people that that's how they get ahead, and like I can't do it. I, I'm, I mean, it's like uh, you 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 hire me, you get what you get, yeah, you know, and it's like that's what I am. I bring something to the table, yeah. Honestly, it's your loss if you don't hire me. Yeah, you because like, like you I have, like what I'm doing or you don't. I I have an edge, I think, and it's like um, clearly it worked on Rick and Morty, and it can work for you know your show, but it's like <laughs> you got to get over that bullshit of like the whole like rigmarole of trying to get past the gate or Rick a roll. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, if there was Rick a roll, <laughs> I would be better off. <laughs> I think it's a matter of Rick and Morty needs to grow. It needs to yeah, get more yeah. famous. Like once the show just completely 
like like blows up and gets bigger and bigger yeah. that's better for me because right right now it's still kind of yeah. like a cult thing that was such a cool panel at comic-con mm-hmm. when dan came out as bird person and did that you see awesome. did you see the people dressed as the mr meeseeks yeah yeah oh yeah married couple like they right. just they <laughs> it was so good like yeah the, it's crazy the phone balls and like the oh man. it's very crazy to see all that happen because i i've known justin for years and like this is something that he's always dreamed of yeah and now it's happening it's like weird so because it's cool. a whole nother world yeah. it's like a crazy reality that like no i don't think any of us were prepared for it <laughs> yeah it's like I, I don't know how he's handling it i haven't like really sat down and had a you know deep conversation with him um, he, has, he has a closet full of fur coats and like just <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't i don't know i mean it's like i'm his good friend but i mean i don't know how it's all processing right now i know that like it's it's got to be somewhat incredible yeah but at the same time like it, it's it's got to be something that i don't think he knows quite like what how to, to deal with yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. it's like it's really like unpredictable. Like you can't really be yeah. prepared for you it. You can't. You can't be like this is going to be a hundred percent success. People are going to love it. It's going to be a cult following. Yeah, like, yeah You yeah. can't. Well, you, you just know, put it out there and hope that people. You know, I, I've um, I've I've lived a life where I've dreamed of having that as a kid, yeah. and now, like I actually, like, like I don't have what he has, but. I feel like it's not exactly what you think it is. It's not that great. You know what I mean? It's kind of like daunting. Yeah. Because you almost have to live up to everyone's expectation. And that's annoying. Because I, I, I feel like personally, like I don't, like I was saying about selling myself, like I don't really try yeah. to make anyone, to blow anyone's minds. Yeah. You know, it's not like fun. It's like kind of like. You just got to do what you do and enjoy it. If, if you're trying to live up to someone's expectations, you're not kind of being yourself. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of like is the problem with that kind of success. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know what he's going through, but I can tell that like, if you're trying to be what everyone wants, you're not going to be happy. You're just going to be yeah. kind of like, which is something that probably comes into it. Like in certain shows where, the execs have a lot of say, and then they're like, uh, yeah, you know what you did? Could you could you do it a little different? Yeah. Even, even though it's been successful in the yeah. past, and you're just like, let us, just let us do what we're, we've been doing. Well, the, the best example is, um, is like Orson Welles. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I'm like, he's one of my idols. But it's like very much like, there's a guy that did things his way, and he kept doing it his way, yeah. and it destroyed him. You know, it made him a monster. Yeah. He he basically, like, there's, like, ten films that almost got made because he did not want to, like, you know, conform to what oh. he was doing. Which is, like, what every artist thinks. But look at him. He, he suffered for it. Yeah. You know, he became, like, a kind of maniac. <laughs> like, at the end. I mean, it's, like, there's a great book I read where it's, like, a guy having conversations with him and, like, the bitterness is just, like unbelievable yeah, like he, i mean but he has every reason to be better yeah you know it's like a lot of stuff was taken from him you know and executives like and producers just gotten in his, in his mix and like ruined everything and like he had such like high hopes for like magnificent ambersons was supposed to be such an epic film and like just didn't like go didn't you know happen. well it did happen oh. but it's not quite what he wanted okay. you know you watch that movie and you can tell it's not <coughs> It's not exactly what Citizen Kane was. He didn't have Final Cut. 
It was lucky that he got Citizen Kane. He had Final Cut Pro, which is weird because it didn't exist then. Right, yeah. I mean, he, he went into the future and was able to get that, but it didn't work out because he didn't understand the technology. He's like, how do you... I can't... What do I... This, what does the space bar do again? Yeah, and it's like... Uh, but yeah, like that's the kind of thing like I always think about. It's like... Um, you know, it's like you, you want, we all want to be like Orson and not compromise, but then, uh, you have to kind of like let a few things go Yeah. to just get, to get to where you want. You have to learn to kill your babies. Yeah. Bit. I mean, actually Dan hasn't, he hasn't, um, compromised at all and that's good, <laughs> but cause like what he's making is good, but at the same time it's like. Um, he's like a rare case. Like that doesn't happen every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like he's like one of the lucky ones. It's like, because like if you take him, you got to realize there's maybe like a million others that didn't quite because yeah. they because they fought for what they wanted. Yep. But like executives were like, "Fuck you." Yeah, and fans you know, were like, like okay, they press the eject button and the guy falls down the <laughs> trap door. It's like it's like up. Oh, we don't need that. But see, Dan was like able to like you know, convince them. He, like, he I'm fell right. through, he fell through the door, but he had a hand on there. Right. He, he, he credits shot roll. his Batman gun <laughs> yeah. that had the, like, you know, yeah, whatever it's called. Grappling hook. Thing. Grappling hook that like, <laughs> like propelled him up, you know, and they're just like, what, you're still here. <laughs> I thought we got rid of you. And like, that's what I mean. Like his story is quite fascinating that he was able to like somehow come through it because someone like Orson Welles, like couldn't, you know? And it's like, it's, it's sad. Uh, yeah, it's like, it, it, it's, cause it's like, if you watch Magnificent Ambersons, you see a glimmer of what he was trying to do mm -hmm. and that it's brilliant. But then you're like, this movie is poorly edited. <laughs> There's just moments that just don't feel like natural. Like, yeah. it's not like, I mean, I love Citizen Kane. It's like a perfect film. I still haven't seen it. That's why it's, it's really good. I mean. It's kind of something like the Beatles you have to come across on your own. Mm -hmm. You can't just have someone tell you it's the best movie ever. Yeah. You have to kind of really desire to see it yeah. and to look at it completely unbiased. Like just look at it as here's a movie this guy wrote, directed, produced, edited, did everything himself. So it's like you got to appreciate it for that. Yeah. And that it's like based on uh, William Randolph Hearst. You know, it's like a fictional version. Kind of like the master, the way that was done. Still haven't seen that either. I like it. No, no one else likes it. Uh, but I, I, I thought it was good. I've I thought heard from it was, some people that liked it. I, I, you have to, you have to be a PT Anderson fan, and you have to kind of like, you have to forego like the conventional filmmaking stuff, like story, mm -hmm. to just enjoy that it's like a piece. It's like a, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like anyway. Uh, yeah, I could go on and on about film. I'm like a film. I'm a film fanatic. I wanted. I wanted to ask. Uh, um, so you consider yourself like a writer then? Yeah. Above all. Yeah. What's your favorite part about uh, writing? Um, I I guess there there's a certain like because I I experienced this with doing 101. There's a moment where you have an idea and it's in your head, and actually seeing it finished is like nothing else like that's a wonderful feeling yeah because it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a moment of like your imagination turns into reality yeah so that's something else because that's like when i saw the rick and morty episode and like i'm hearing them talk about like ball fondlers <laughs> you know and it's like that's the best feeling in the world that that 
that that concept came out of my brain. You know, like yeah. that that I just I just said the words ball fondling. <laughs> everyone was laughing you know and it's like that's the that's such a great feeling of like of like you 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 it goes from your brain to reality yeah. like that's that's the best part about it um everything else sucks <laughs> because everything starting, else well starting not, not being able to finish not being able to finish not being able to even sit down to write it to, you get you get like you get uh, distracted Mm-hmm. Like everything else is a piece of shit because you're just like, you want so bad to create something, but you're distracted by the the crazy, um, all the conveniences we have. You know? And it's like, if it was like 19, it was like 1870 and I was like Edgar Allan Poe where all I had was my um, absinthe and my quill. And a raven in the yeah, corner. Yeah, and a raven in the corner. I could probably write a fucking brilliant novel or, or cartoon. You know, because, like, there's nothing else but my imagination. You almost have to lock yourself away from everything yeah. to just completely be creative. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's... it's Or get out of wherever you live. Like, I, I find yeah. that sometimes when I, when I walk away from home and then I'm like, sometimes I'll get to Meltdown Comics early yeah. for a show or whatever, and yeah. then I'm just there, and then I'm like, okay, well, I can't... I'm not going to, like, go on the internet on my phone, like, and then I have this app that I, that I write on. And yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's those moments that you have to capture to, like, be creative because, like, and honestly, like, uh, creativity comes from something else. It's not necessarily something that you can just sit down and do. Yeah. Like, you have to be just, like, walking along the street whistling to some, like, bluebird around you. Mm-hmm. And then the idea comes into your head of, yeah. like, of, like, ball fondlers. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just, like, <laughs> oh, man, that would be such a funny idea. So you never know where that idea uh, springs from. Yeah. And it's like, that's the beauty of, of being creative is that like you can just be anywhere and something can pop in your head. And like, that's usually, that's usually my secret is like, I'll be in the shower. My best ideas are in the shower. Like, yeah. I'll be in the shower. Yeah, and then, sometimes just like, cause uh, your brain is able to like shut down. Yeah. And... Yeah. And then something comes into your head that you didn't realize like was there. And then that like becomes a story and mm-hmm. so forth and whatever. And, uh, that's, that's the best, that's the best way to do it. And, uh, cause it's like, kind of like falling in love. You can't just like go out and go, I'm going to meet, force it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go meet Miss Wright. You know, that doesn't happen. You just have to, <laughs> you have to be accidentally like at the checkout stand and she's behind you and you're yeah. like, Oh, I like broccoli too. <laughs> like, holy shit. And you grab for the same thing and your hands. Yeah. Touch your hands touch then... that whole thing. Yeah, that's kind of how it has to happen. You know? Yeah. Because like, um, I mean like. The, my whole experience of moving here and, and stuff happening, it's weird because, like, nothing's happened that's, like, benefited me uh, financially. <laughs> it's like I've gotten everything the opposite of financial. I've just, like, gotten everything that's like, oh, your name's on a show. Oh, you write for Rick and Morty. Oh, you, you're, you're a part of this. Isn't that great? And I'm like, that's great. But I can't pay my rent. You know, I don't know how to get a job. Like, it's like, that's that's the problem. That's like, no one realizes, like, it's kind of like... Um, so people see your name on it and they're like, oh, he must be a millionaire. That's that's the thing. Is like, I, I, I had a conversation, you know, Hollywood Steve from uh, Yacht Rock? Uh-uh. Uh, anyway, like, me and him had a conversation once. And he was telling me how, like, he met someone from Australia that was like... Oh, it must be great because you're you you act in all these movies, and he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> it's like people that are outside have this like 
fantasy about you that you're doing well and you have all this stuff and it's like you're you're in movies you're like starring in a tv show you're do, you know you got women all over the place and no if, if you lived here it's not like that at all it's like it's fucking crazy it's a struggle it's like you're like if you get like one thing that's it, does it pay? You know, like that's the one thing. It's like you know, that's you hold on to it, and it's like it's it's very unfortunate that that's how it is. But it's like at the same time, um, I think what what the difference between me and someone who uh, just gives up and drives back to Minnesota is that like I'm sticking it out. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like still fighting, yeah. still going out to pitches and auditioning and doing what I can, yeah. and I don't stop. You know, because like. I feel like the moment I stop, it's like the next day something is going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, can't, you can't yeah, you can't stop yeah, you, and be like, because I've already yeah. had, I've already had like, uh, somewhat success. So it's like, you got to just keep going, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, like I said, if, if Rick and Morty just continues where it's going, yeah, then better things will come. You know? I, I feel like it will. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's going to like, just keep, keep climbing and then it'll be, it'll be a show like uh like people talk about and be like oh my gosh you remember when it came out like, yeah the first yeah. Season, was, season was only 11 episodes and like right. like uh wasn't the first season of adventure time like pretty limited like maybe six or seven something or like s- that yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. that show took a while to take off yeah it was almost like on the air for three years yeah and then it finally took off and then people will be like Dude, yeah, Rick and Morty, like, season See, 12, that's, season 12. Like. Yeah, that's why I hang in there, because it's like, you know, it, you have to. I mean, the, the, what, I mean, also, like, I can't do anything else. Like, I can't be a carpenter. Like, <laughs> fucking go and, You like, could try. Well, I, I, I was close recently to getting a job at the library, because I was like, I, I don't know what else to do, and, like, I love books. You know, I'm a yeah. big reader, so, but then, like part of me like snapped to it and was like the second you kind of do that you're kind of giving up on your dreams yeah you know it's like you once, gotta yeah once you're like okay i'll get a full-time job and then i'll do other stuff on the side and then it's yeah like, the stuff on the side starts to dissipate yeah and it's like that's that's the reason you know it's like i i came to my senses but it's like i don't know i i, I could probably work at a comic store because yeah. that's kind of in the same in realm the same realm like, almost yeah, yeah yeah but it uh, yeah i don't know yeah it's because it's like um it's like uh that's the thing it's like i i don't quite have my hand on the uh throttle yet but i'm almost there yeah i'm reaching for it yeah but it's also (laughs) the sucky thing is that like i said the competitiveness because there's like there's 20 joe tuesdays out there yeah who are like getting those jobs you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and like like i I can't compete with them. Because you gotta be Joe Monday and get there first. I got yeah, that's the problem. I gotta get there first, but I also have to like bullshit my way there. Yeah. And I'm not a bullshitter. Yeah. I'm a realist. Yeah. I'm very like myself, and I'm very like, like I can't I can't pretend to be anything I'm not. So those all those guys can like they they can sleep at night. Like I can't go to sleep at night lying to people, being like oh I've I've worked on. I mean I was Dan Harmon's like fucking advice guy you know it's like anytime he needed a a great line he called me i was his creative consultant yeah i actually did say that on uh, on a interview yeah you know and then afterwards felt so bad like i was like kind of like taking a shower like ah crying i can't do that like ah 
Because what if they bump into Dan someday? You know, and it's like, he'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a guy I know. That'd be funny if he was like, what? Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he, he probably would. He probably would say that. But it's like, I feel bad because it's not the truth. You yeah. know, it's like, I have to be honest. So, yeah. Like, I can't. I, That's a good quality. Well, it's, it's a, a good quality, but it doesn't get you very far. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you have to be a shithead. <laughs> I hate to say it, but like, I mean, it worked for Conan, but not for the rest of us. <laughs> you know, like the rest of us that have worked hard, it's like, it takes a little bit of shit, of uh, bullshitting. Yeah. Sadly. <sighs> Sucks. Yeah. So what would a dream, uh, like a really cool dream gig be for you? Well... I would just like to be able to write for something and be creative yeah, and to be uh, contributing what I have. Also, like a dream gig would be doing voiceover because yeah. I used to do voiceover um, with Justin. Okay. Like we, we did, we started out On doing one. Yeah. We started out doing cartoons together and then um, I, 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 I've been told by many people that I'm good at voiceover, but it's like, I can't seem to break in. <laughs> Um, so I don't know how to do it, but it's like something that I would love to do because yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm a natural, but at the same time, it's like, you have to go through like hoops. Like you have to be in SAG, uh, all this stuff. I can't afford the SAG stuff. Yeah. I so yeah, I, I don't, I don't like all my friends do voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> like one of my friends is like a very popular voiceover actor and, um, yeah, it's like he kind of just fell into it. You know, one day. Nice. You know, he got lucky. And he's well, actually Penn, really Penn good. does. Well, it's because that's his show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's either, you either have to have a show <laughs> or you got to be a celebrity. Yeah. Um, or like my friend, you get lucky and you just happen to be like someone that people go like, oh, he's good. Use him. <laughs> you know, and he was doing like a regular job. Yeah. But then like little by little started getting more and more voice gigs nice. until now he's become like a sort of people that Tom Kenny respect. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's like, it's like crazy. Cause it's like, when I talk to him, he's like, he's in awe of my talent. What? And I'm like, how? <laughs> you have like, you have everything, you know, you're the world's at your feet. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, uh, like I, I, I'm still eating ramen, you know? <laughs> and it's like, it's like crazy because it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a matter of like, happy accidents but also like dedication to one thing yeah. and i'm i think i'm more leaning towards writing yeah, yeah because that will lead to voice acting yeah and like if you write something that you could then do voice acting in yeah then you're like well i wrote it i can do the voice. well like like so I, I just need someone to draw it yeah <laughs> well like now um i did a I, i'm kind of doing something with someone that's like may happen and if it does like i basically right off the bat was like i please can i do voices yeah i was like i have to do voices i need to get like you know out there and they were like yes well no no they were like <laughs> well it's if it's up to me oh okay. but they don't know if it's up to them <laughs> you know so we'll see yeah i, I don't want to see what it is yet yeah, because yeah. i'm not sure if it's going to happen or not but it's like <laughs> it, it's exciting if it does cool um it, it's for like a big company and like a pretty exciting like project asylum you know? 
It's yeah. <laughs> Sharknado three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the talking oh, shark. That would be cool. Um, honestly, like I, I don't. I, I I would just like some exposure, so I'd be fine with that. Uh, because like I, I I feel like I have some talent, but it's like a matter of uh, getting to the right place, the right time, the yeah. right situation. So, the thing that I was talking about was like. It's only because that person is a good friend. Yeah. You know, that like that's like I said, the only way I can get stuff. Yeah. Is like people that are friends. Yeah, yeah. and it's I mean, they they do say like it's in who you know and right. like that's a big that's a big part of it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I mean like at the same time it's like you can't give up, you gotta keep going. Yeah. You know, it's like I I'm staying strong, staying staying at it and uh you know, like tomorrow will be better than today. Yeah. Yeah, that's gotta, the way I You got to think it. positive and think yeah. forward. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can plug, like, do you have a Twitter? Like, I do have a Twitter. Um, A-B-E-D-G. That's my Twitter handle. Abed G. Yeah, right. Abed G. Um, How do you pronounce it? Abed. No, uh, no, uh, your last name. Oh, Gaith? Gaith. Okay. Yeah, Gaith. Okay. Uh, I'm not... Because I'm currently not really, like, like working on anything I can plug. Yeah. Because that thing I was talking about is, like, in the works. Right. You can plug Rick and Morty. Yeah, I guess Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know when the new season's going to be. Um, I guess uh, watch Community. That's a good show. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, how about some obscure movies that you, you want to plug that, that for people who haven't seen it? Maybe some recommendations. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Like, 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 can it be old? Anything. Yeah. Whatever. Anything. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 I really enjoyed that movie House of the Devil. I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, that's a good horror movie. It's a good recent horror movie. All right. Uh, it takes place in the eighties. It was right. pretty good. Um, there's a movie that I'm obsessed with called The Red Shoes. Haven't seen that. That's a that's a Michael Powell uh, Emmerich Pressburger movie from Britain from like the forties. Okay. And if you've never seen it, it's spectacular. Nice. It's trippy and weird and cool and like, I can't recommend that movie enough. Um, <laughs> my, I'm trying to think like, oh, sorry. Here's another movie that I'm obsessed with. It's starring Orson Welles, uh, The Third Man. Nope. You ever seen, seen that? Nope. Uh, directed by Carol Reed, it's it, written by Graham Greene. It's like an absolutely stunning uh, thriller made in like the the I think late forties. Yeah. But it's like one of those movies that I can't get out of my head. It's absolutely amazing. Nice. It's like uh, Joseph Cotton and uh, and uh, Orson Welles. It's like brilliant. It's um that that movie like if if you can find your if you can go track it down. There's a Criterion, but it's out of print. But I think it's reprinted by this other company on Blu-ray. If you can find it, The Third Man. It is absolutely a stunning film. I'm going to write this down. Yeah, it's completely I mean, changed my life. I know it's recorded, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Um, I can't think of any... I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think of more modern stuff. Uh, God. I... I also... Um, Hmm. They were talking about it on uh, on an episode of Harmontown, and I finally watched Zardoz. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie's hysterical. Yeah, I think I watched it with Dan the first time he saw it. 
It's so funny, it's so man. So funny. Yeah, it's one of those like, how did this movie get like how? It would be on how it got made. Yeah, how it's yeah. Get made, yeah, because it's like yeah. completely ridiculous. <laughs> and it's a good director. It's John Borman. He did Deer Hunter. Okay. You know, it's like a really good director. So you're like, what the fuck happened to this guy? <laughs> like, why did he make this movie? It's like it's a weird Wizard of Oz from like another dimension, right? Yeah, it's so funny, man. <laughs> Um, God, it's like, I'm trying to think, uh, well, have you seen real life? Real life? With Albert Brooks? Uh-uh. Okay, like, that's my last recommendation. That movie, um, so you know Albert Brooks, right? Have you seen Defending Your Life? Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, real life he made in 79, it's his first film. Watch that movie. I won't say anything about it, I'll just tell you, it's shocking how accurate he portrays like the, the future huh. he basically creates like what is now reality tv in that movie what? it's really good it's like i watched it again recently and i couldn't believe how accurate he portrays like you're like he predicted it all he he did it's it's, it's crazy man <laughs> you got to see it it's like unbelievable and it's like it's very dark, but it's super cynical and like has a good sense of humor to it. And yeah. just Albert Brooks is a genius. And anyway, that's like probably like recently the like a movie that like completely like spun me around. You really? know, where I'm just like, <laughs> like man, like I can't believe he did this. Wasn't uh, in defending your life? There's a part where he's like, uh, they're talking about the way they died. Yeah. And then he's like, I tripped and I hit my head or whatever. Like, right, yeah. in an embarrassing way. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, that movie's so good. And it's like, that's kind of like real life is like the same, in the same zone. Yeah. Um, Charles Grodin's in it. Okay. Yeah, young cool. Charles Grodin. <laughs> so it's like, and like, there's moments between him and Charles Grodin that are so funny. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's a great, it, it's kind of timeless. It's It's really good. I think it's on DVD. I don't know if it's on Netflix or anything, but yeah. um, it's definitely worth seeing again. Dude, I love Charles Grodin in um, Sorry, Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, get out of the car. I needed to come into your vehicle. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I please come into your vehicle? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of Charles Grodin, yeah. Yeah, I like everything he's in. He, he's good. Good stuff. He has that weird period where he became kind of like conservative <laughs> yeah. with that talk show. But Did you see his, his episode of Louie? Or he, he was in a couple episodes. No, the, I didn't this see. This last season of Louie. Oh, I didn't see the last season. Yeah, <gasps> It's really good. Oh, man. I got to see that. Because yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan. So I, good. I, I really like Charles Grodin. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like this, I think, was like his first starring role. You what, know, what? real it? life. Oh, real life? Yeah, okay. it was like his first... Like, where he's the main character. Cool. Yeah. Well, Albert Brooks is kind of the main character, too. Yeah. Well, he's playing himself. It's oh, a weird, like... Whoa. It's a weird, like, Albert Brooks kind of, like, fourth wall thing okay. going on. Yeah. And it's, like, very, very... Like, before anyone was doing that. Yeah. You know, he was very ahead of his time. <laughs> because he's playing himself making a movie, you know? Whoa. And he's, like, kind of just... He's basically, like the shittiest version of himself he can be like okay. the most the most like um uh what's the word like uh bullshit hollywood version okay you know where he's just like wheeling and dealing yeah. and like treating people like they're actors and not like people <laughs> yeah. so it's like really great it's like yeah it's like kind of like how he would be on larry sanders okay you know playing a parody of himself <laughs> have you seen of, uh um 
the trailer for the Birdman movie. Um, yeah, it looks great. That looks cool. Michael yeah. Keaton. And I, I know. Like, yeah. yeah, it's good to see Michael Keaton like Doing back in action. Yeah. yeah, for sure, man. I'm a huge fan. Have you seen Night Shift? Yes, I yeah. own that movie. The movie's great, right? <laughs> That movie's it's one like, of Michael Keaton's finest moments. Yeah. yeah. He's such a great character. Uh, and it's not even... It's so funny because, like, it's not his neighbor. It's um, uh, Henry Winkler's neighbor. So right. So if, if he, he wouldn't have been neighbors with Shelley Long, right. then that never would have happened. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Shelley Long is so hot. Oh, God. yeah. And it's like that theme song from the movie, like, um, I was listening to like religiously after first seeing the movie because it was such a catchy song um it's like this one hit wonder 80s band well they did a couple hits but yeah. uh, what are they called i don't remember anyway it's a great song yeah. it's like the theme song is so good night shift there's another recommendation that's another recommendation yeah 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 i think uh i've recommended plenty <laughs> also perfect strangers oh yeah like see the first two seasons are on dvd so check it out uh what? definitely try to find that on amazon because what's the made-up country that he's from? meepos meepos and, he, and he's a meepiot <laughs> that's what they call people from meepos meepiot yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, i like there's good. a there's a line where someone goes where's that idiot meepiot <laughs> and it's just funny because it's like totally like <laughs> who the fuck would call him a meepiot man it's so great yeah, I, I, I think I, that's pretty much all I can recommend. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, this has been fun. Yeah, dude, I, I uh, enjoyed it. You know, it was fun to just goof off. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We did uh, just over three hours. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you would release, like, all three hours? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take out, like, um, some of the dead, like, the dead spot where I went and went down and let you up and whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah, man, this has been me and, well, you and me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and Abed Gaith. Uh, have a good day, everybody. Be safe. <laughs> yeah, and uh, stop listening. <laughs>